Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to episode 179 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, August 26th, 2015. My name is Dan Gorman, and I know your type. You're too good to com- too good to make conversation with someone like me. Oh, God forbid you could discuss the jumbles. <laughs> My name is Casey Lyons, and hot dogs, you know I have irritable bowel syndrome, you racist. <laughs> My name's Greg Legrone. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Oh, yeah, there you, you go. Are. That's right. Oh, we theme. have theme. Yep. We have tons of stuff to talk about this week. Two of us won last week in film roulette and get to watch whatever they want. So we'll hear back with what they watched. Well, I stayed at home and watched So Undercover with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. Then we will talk about an insane clown posse album that Casey gave us. Mm. We will roll for movies next week. And Casey will take us through an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 Season 3 in our weekly 90210 Oh Yeah Relay segment. Yeah. And before that, we'll talk about movie news, things that we have been watching. But first, if you'd like to rate and review us, please do that on iTunes. You can email us your thoughts about the show at info at modernsuperior.com. You can tell all of your friends about See You Next Wednesday in real life. And you can go to modernsuperior.com and comment on our discuss threads that are on our posts. Or say nice things about us on Reddit threads. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of which, we had a call out last week to ask the listeners what they thought of the length of our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of our listeners all said that they did not care how long our show goes, which was nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll listen to us no matter how long we are. Yeah, we didn't actually get any that said, uh, yeah, yeah, fucking cut it down, yeah. windbags. And yeah. most of them invited Matt Brown to indeed uh, enjoy <laughs> yeah. fucking himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they cared whether he enjoyed it or not. <laughs> I think that the main thrust was that he do indeed fuck yeah. himself. <laughs> which, uh, which, I, I, like every time I saw, so we got we got something back that said, I think Matt Brown should go fuck himself. I felt horrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was like, I just made an offhand joke and everyone was like, like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Matt Brown. Oh, God. Uh, but the we power are... of the spoken word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we are going to keep it at a, a reasonable rate. Uh, last week's episode was a good length, I think all of us thought. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think two and a half hours is pretty long, but mm-hmm. around two hours, that's good. Uh, sometimes yeah, it's necessary. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes we'll go long. Sometimes we'll go short. Uh, yeah. You want us to go longer? Yeah. 
pay us for it. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um but yeah, we will uh hopefully at some point start trying to get some timestamps in the threat in the in the post so people that, you know, want to skip over segments we can yeah. we can figure out a way to make that's, that happen. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, long, there's literally hundred solutions to yes, this Yeah. So don't worry about it. Now we'll get into the itty bitty tidbit committee uh-huh. movies we watched this week, uh, things that have happened in the news that got our our you eyes and ears. Um, for the listeners, Greg just opened his coffee. I did it. It looked really triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't really write down anything about news this week. Nothing super big caught my eye. Yes, I feel like there were big. some trailers. Super big. Yeah, what was it? George Miller. Oh, yeah. George yeah. Probably directing this is, this the next just, Superman movie. Now, this is just in the rumor phase right now. Yeah, yeah. The rumor mill. But I feel you like they're, uh, you know, because of Mad <laughs> Max being such a huge hit financially and critically, yeah. and them going, oh, fuck. Yeah. Because they really know that they've got some struggle on their hands with that franchise, and this guy clearly knows how to make shit work, and he was deeply involved with superhero properties nearly 10 years ago with that uh, Justice League movie yeah. that was fast tracking. The, the Justice League movie that everybody was insanely excited about yeah. because George Miller was directing yeah. it. Yeah. So that, I think, is huge news. Definitely. Fucking exciting. Uh, that's, that could be really something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It really could be something. Yeah, I uh, I really hope it's him again working towards, uh, towards that Justice League mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, I, know. I want Superman's thing to be that he drives crazy cars around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all this flying shit, run some people over. Yeah, yeah. drive some cars around and be Australian. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I would watch that with my eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah. No. The The Martian had another had like another full length trailer. I, I watched watch that it. thing. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that. I I, I really enjoyed the first trailer. Yeah. Yeah. This look, this was more of still looks great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I didn't want to say I just I just saw it now and remembered that I watched it. There's a trailer for a horror film called The Witch. The Witch. Yeah. Uh, this was a movie that played some festival circuits and got some good buzz. But that yeah. trailer, yeah, that holy trailer shit, terrific. Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch that trailer either. No. What did you watch? I got a hole in my sock though. I'm watching it now. Yep. Look at it. I'll watch that trailer. Oh man, oh. there's twist. There's more holes. <laughs> <laughs> These are my M Night Shyamalan socks. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. You think there's only one, but look underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I oh, uh, we already talked. We're already back to what we talked about last week here on this page. What? Uh, I, I already I scrolled through the movie news page, and we we're already back to what we do in the shadows sequel. Oh, we talked about that last God. week. Well, no, it's been we, a slow week, man. Yeah. Um, oh, we did talk about that. Yeah, totally. Uh, character posters for the Hateful Eight. We did we talk about that the, the latest trailer of that? I think we uh, did. Hateful right? Eight? No, I don't think we no, have. I don't think we did either. Well, yeah. looks like a really good movie. It certainly does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I cannot wait for this. Yeah, movie. yeah no, this is going to be so great. Like, um, I, like, man, I, I just th- there was like a little dip in like when when it was like Quentin Tarantino. Oh well, Quentin Tarantino, you know what he's gonna do? It's mm-hmm. just gonna be another Quentin Tarantino. Well, it, it was like uh, at one point the the vocal outcry of like, oh, he's just a hack that copies everything. I felt got like uh, as loud as the people that love him. Yeah, for like maybe a couple of years. 
But I think that happens with anyone. Like, yeah. I, I think that there's always going to be a contingent. Like when Paul, when uh, um, Magnolia came out or was out for a while, everyone was like, oh, Magnolia, it's just this overblown blue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just this overblown, like, amazing like, movie. I, I just think that there's this contrarian opinion that's just waiting in the wings for someone to get too big mm-hmm. before, like, a, a group of people are smart enough to actually not like that filmmaker. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I I just I, I sat through all three of Django and uh, all three hours of Django Unchained twice, and I'll watch it again next year. Yeah. And God damn it, it's just it's he knows how to make a movie that is nonstop entertaining, mm-hmm. even when he's in it doing a terrible accent. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck yeah, we've talked about that a few times. Yeah. Um, I listened to an episode of The Canon and they talked about Reservoir Dogs and I was just like well now I want to go watch every Quentin Tarantino movie yeah. after I heard them talk I about that. I rewatched Reservoir Dogs not too long ago. Uh, yeah, I just rewatched yeah. it uh, last month. Yeah, uh, Six months ago or something like that maybe. No, last month. No. Greg. <laughs> Don't tell me when I watched that movie. The day. <laughs> the year. Um, it's Yeah, it's still so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he makes really good movies. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I did want to say uh, the last time I was at the movie theaters, I saw a trailer for something I totally forgot about until just now. Um, the latest Maze Runner movie. Yeah. I've seen the trailer now a couple times I've for seen that. It once, yeah. Um, I did not see the original Maze Runner. I no. heard it was not very good. Did we do that? Did I don't think that? we picked it. I thought you, I thought you saw it. No, I did not. I Are thought you maybe sure? you saw it, Casey, but I think I'm thinking of that. No, you're thinking stuff. of di- detergent? Is that what detergent. Yeah, yeah. Detergent, detergent? Yeah. Like, get my clothes cleaner. Yeah. yeah. Fresher. Yeah. In a dystopian future, <laughs> clues are cleaner than ever. <laughs> but at what cost? Uh, I'm yelly today. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> It's okay, I'll turn you down. No, just, yeah. <laughs> just all the no, way. I, I did not see the first one. I heard some mixed to extremely negative things uh, yeah. at times about it. But the trailer for this one, I'm like kind of on board for. I'm like, uh, this looks pretty sweet. Where yeah. they go out into like the desert and there's like zombie crazy shit going on out there and and the action in the trailer looks awesome. Do they have is the uh I don't understand what this movie's about. So the maze <laughs> I assume I assume the maze runner was like cube for teenagers where like there's a maze and nobody has ever gone in and come out and every like day or something it opens up and I'm just telling you this off of the trailer because right. I did not read the book or see the movie yeah. but it seemed like <laughs> you could get stuck in there and then you gotta find your way out and there's yeah. traps and monsters and stuff Right. Um, but in this one it's like they were put into these things to like be sheltered from this like world that's like apocalyptic post-apocalyptic world outside right. and it's like a desert landscape where the world is all nothing and there's like ravenger monsters and shit and they fucking the buildings falling over in the trailer and they're trapped in the glass and it's about to break and it looks awesome in the trailer huh. i was like i'm kind of on board for this yeah so is it are these like little autonomous stories of people in maze like structures i don't or? think there's much maze in this one I think oh. the, the no, first I think book was like no maze. Yeah, yeah, first book was like maze, and then this blows it up to like what's outside of yeah. the world and what's going on out there. Right, it's <laughs> going out on this side. Uh, <laughs> right, I don't like that at all. If you're going to call a maze runner, exactly, maze. you should have thought of a larger title yeah. and call it whatever such and such 
the Maze Runner, and then such yeah, and yeah, such. call it like the, the, whatever this fucking movie's called. I don't care about the title. I want to see the movie. Well, <laughs> uh, I I I refuse to see it based on the title alone. <laughs> there's no maze. It should be called uh, Wasteland. There could be also, a maze a in maze this movie. Point. I haven't seen it yet. He's not he's not in uh, any mazes, and there's very little running. Yeah, yeah. he's now uh, there's the, running in the whole trailer. I don't know. <laughs> I thought there was some sand wandering. Uh, the sand wanderer. Now. <laughs> I would watch the sand wanderer. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's not a dumb title for that's the movie at all. <laughs> hey, I tried my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lay off Greg for once, Dan. What do you? That was so loud. <laughs> my microphone was all loose. Whatever that. If you heard a, a loud screeching noise on the podcast, <laughs> Greg's reconstructing his microphone right now. <laughs> it was like ear, ear, ear. More power. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> the top was all yeah. Uh, yeah. It was all loosey goosey. Yep. I don't know. I just I didn't wouldn't have expected that I would watch a trailer for the Maze Runner sequel and be like, I'm kind of down for no, this. No, I know what you're saying. I was like, oh, that could be all right. I was yeah. like, but if I was 12, I would really probably be super be, down yeah. with this. And then 20 years later, still watch it. Yeah, you know, I can see that. Yeah. So, should we, what were you guys uh, watching this week? Well, there's then? more news, Dan. Slow down. Okay, I don't know. I just know. read this, and I think this is funny. I don't know why. Uh, but Vin Diesel. You want Ain't It Cool News again? Re- yeah, that, well, uh, I'm not, I don't read their headlines or the articles that don't make any sense. <laughs> Greg can't read things unless they're misspelled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Vin Diesel is returning to the Triple X oh, franchise. I actually did catch. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I saw that headline, so too. So it goes Vin Diesel, Ice Cube, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a magic number. <laughs> why right is this? Why go back? I don't know. Is yeah. anyone, has anyone been clamoring for it? I never saw the first or second ones. Mm. <laughs> I've seen the first one. I saw the first one. What in is it? What is the conceit of this movie? It's um, like a it's like a Bond kind of thing for the mid, like the late nineties, early two thousand. So it's like quote unquote more extreme. Yeah, it's like extreme sports and the internet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, and some like fur coats and shit. Yeah, right? yeah. I remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't think well, I like the first. I got one. an idea for a movie. All right, I, I, let's put some things together. Yeah, uh, we got. Uh, I don't know. Extreme sports, the internet, and fur coats. Do something with it. Vin Diesel. Get already. me Vin Diesel. Yeah. He's not around. Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one to go back to. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like Vin Diesel is all about the like pushing his. Uh, his like properties. Yeah, because he was like he's already talking about sequels to that uh, witch guy. What's his new movie? Witch, witch guy. The witch, witch guy? dude. Which guy? Which which? Uh, no idea which what you're talking. What? Come on, he's got a sword yeah. and he's all like, "I hate witches." <laughs> I have not what? seen anything about. Uh, have we talked about this? I don't no. know. No, it's not. It's not worth talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah, I'll I don't know. And, uh, well, he's always you know. like, "Oh, I want to do more Chronicle of whatever movies." Ugh. Yeah, he is running alone, that man. into the ground. Yeah, because weren't the last like the first one? Uh, pitch Black. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Yeah. Just fine. Yeah. And then hasn't he made... Well, he's made two then since then that just nobody Riddick. wanted. Yeah. yeah. They don't do well. Yeah. And people don't generally like them. Yeah. 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 Why does that get three yeah. chances and the last Dread Hunter. doesn't? The last... That's what it's called. Yeah. The last Witch Hunter. He plays Calder. Sounds boring. Calder. Calder. And then they've already announced Last Witch Hunter 2. So weird. I don't know what why. What if it bombs? It, yeah. Is it out? No. When does it come out? I'm looking it up. <laughs> October. 
All right. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is there anyone else in it? Is there any other reason to see no, this movie? No, it's a one-man show. <laughs> it's, just, it's just him talking about he what is, he the would last do witch hunter. if he found some witches. Uh-huh. What do we got here? We got uh, Elijah Wood, Rose Leslie. Who? I don't know. Michael Caine. All right. Yeah, it's not hard to get Michael Caine in your movie. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I had him in my movie. <laughs> he's, he's been in like eight of my movies. Yeah. I don't know. The trailer looks terrible. I don't yeah. Wanna, that, uh, no good. Any other news? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know you guys have Star Wars Corner planned. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Should we just Unless do that? Unless Casey hasn't watched it. Uh, no, I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, seen it. Star Wars? Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you guys have done uh, the first two of the prequels. prequels. Uh-huh. So, the prequels. Yeah. Prequels. Yeah, I finished uh, Revenge of the Sith this afternoon. Oh, yeah? Yep. Uh, I kept falling asleep because I could not stay awake through this movie. Yeah. I've, I, I still have not watched this movie in its entirety yeah. since the theater. Right. I thought you because guys... Didn't you say it was like... Better than the other two, yeah. But I could not stop okay. falling asleep it's through it. Definitely better than Attack. It's of the Clones. It's better than Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is the worst so movie. Bad. It's Attack of the Clones is worse than Phantom Menace, which is amazing because mm-hmm. Phantom Menace is the worst. Yeah, uh, but Revenge of the Sith has some stuff to look at. Yeah, it's more uh, anyway. Well, let's talk about. It. Yeah, yeah, I fell asleep a bunch. Then I had to finish watching it this afternoon. While on buses and subways mm-hmm. and waiting rooms. The optimum way to watch a yeah, movie yeah, in oh, public yeah. so people can look over my shoulder and be like, oh. <laughs> now you're going to be, uh, uh, hey, look at this idiot. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to, because I, I haven't actually watched it because I watched it a, a while ago yeah. in anticipation of this. Right. Um, and in my mind, I cannot separate it from uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it's I don't hard remember to. what happened where because there's nothing discernible. You know how there's like a discerning feeling between, or uh, a discernible feeling between Star Wars, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, and Absolutely. Return of the Jedi? Yeah. There's none of that here? No, no. The only thing that you can tell which movie you're watching is by what terrible haircut Hayden Christensen has. Yeah, and if he's... Because he, he's, he's got, like, darker and darker clothing. Right, right. Uh, in, the, in Sith, he's got, like... Is he growing his hair out? Is that what's happening? Is he, like, in mid-hair growth? Yeah. It's sort it's, of like a frozen mullet. Yeah, he looks yeah. like uh, he looks like a BG. Uh, <laughs> Hair-wise, he looks choice. like a BG, and then... And then his clothes look started to look more and more like Eddie Murphy used to dress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. What, totally, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, I don't know what this franchise is saying about Eddie Murphy, but uh, this whole thing, like, it's. It's, it just fails on so many different levels because it is a clumsy, scattered movie with no real focus and there's too many things going on. The effects look bad. But if you could hang it on a good performance somewhere. Because uh, like, this is the thing. Any, any nucleus. Yeah. There's no nucleus in any of no. these movies. You're right. There's nothing to... Uh, there's no one to follow. No, no. And that's why I think, like at the end of the day, I think Phantom Menace is the best one. Because I can bananas. at least get down with Liam Neeson in it, you know, like Quai, even though Kwai John's a dummy, fucks yeah. everything up. He's he's the he's not a good Jedi. No, he's terrible. His instincts are no good. Uh, but there's all kinds of things that just defy all of the. Here's a lot of the problems I think people have 
it, with these movies and why they can't accept them is because I feel like the, they defy what Star Wars is trying to tell you when you were a kid. You know, all this, these things about hope and applying yourself and being focused and trusting your emotions and this kind of thing. And then you get to this, these movies and it's like they're monks, like no loving anyone and you're like <laughs> no attachments. I'm like, yeah. I don't remember Yoda really getting into that with Luke. Yeah. And also, I don't just, I don't know why they made everyone so young for this. Like why? Like they fucked up twice casting Anakin because Jake Long was terrible. And Jake Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's just so young. And like, why? And I, it's always then fitting in that he's going to marry Natalie Portman is weird. Yeah. They're not married. Yeah, they're married. Uh, so, like, why would you start with him as such a terrible little thought? Because kids that age, it's really a major crapshoot that you're going to get a good one. But see, that's. Why isn't he 12 or 15 there? Because. And then you because, jump 10 years ahead when he's 25, because then it's another, like, Luke's 23 in Jedi. Yeah. And that the old fella that's inside the Vader suit at the end, that guy's like sixty. Yeah, keep it with that. That's good. Yeah. If 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 Anakin falls apart in his thirties or something like that, you could have a much stronger actor dealing with this. You know, somebody in their mid twenties to take over the role from a but maybe an up and coming teenager. That's you the know? problem. That's the problem with these movies is that they were not. Um, they weren't built on story. They were built on marketing. Yeah. So it's easier to market an adorable little bull hair, bull head cut hair. I say words good, uh, kid. Like we can, we can really market the shit out of that kid. People want to go see a cute little kid. We can, uh, you know, and then and then we go like Anakin. We'll get like he'll be like the ultimate heart the heartthrob. Like we'll get this like uh, you know like good looking young kid that all the girls are gonna fucking go teen beat crazy yeah. over and and but he'll be kind of evil. So they'll be like, ooh, uh, well, I just don't know how they picked him. Uh, he's the worst at everything. He's really bad, <laughs> and he's been bad in virtually everything I've seen him in. I've never seen him in anything in, in anything uh, I'm else. Trying to I remember think. what if I, I saw ever, a bit of some movie he was in with Paul Walker and stuff. It was on cable. Oh, oh was, was it was like an internet? Uh, like they were like uh, they were internet like hoodlums or something. They were the shit. internet. Yeah, were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you're all about movies about the internet yeah. right now. Um, uh, well, guys, the internet is huge. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you guys know that. Um, it's yeah, really, really terrible, off. and the dialogue is so bad. I think there, the, there's a scene in Revenge of the Sith that I think is nails down what's wrong with the performances and scripting and story and shit. Is when it's a scene with Anakin and Padme, and they're standing around, and she's talking about where she wants to ha- have the baby, and uh, he's like, "You're so beautiful," and she's like. No, I, you're just saying that because I'm in love with you. And she's like, no, I'm in love with you. So love has made you blind? It's like this really horrible exchange of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's bad acting and really bad writing. It's, and it doesn't it's, fit together. Like, it's not actual responses anyone would make. No, it, it's, it, it feel, yeah. It doesn't even feel like somebody who doesn't understand what love is. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like an angry baby. Uh, it's not. It, it feels like somebody who doesn't understand what love is or what uh, conversation is. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so it is weird like and it's awkward. it's all very it's all very like it's like that that like uh, Americans who think acting is doing a British a sort of British accent. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah. Well, love is this then? Oh well, I am very grandiose <laughs> about love. <laughs> like I get nothing. It's so sterile. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I was surprised to see that this movie got like really higher, like eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes what? as of right yeah, now. Yeah, people just people really? are remembering it yeah. wrong. No, well, like like the critical consensus at the time, like Roger Ebert gave it a really positive review. Did he? For yeah, what? like like it's 
It's like he on was the, joking. <laughs> yeah, like it seems like people were like, "Oh, this is the best of these three best." It was the one of those movies that was the best sense. Yeah, movies. I guess. I mean, after coming off of Attack of the Clones, I guess because it's. I mean, that movie's so bad. Yeah, but you and there's you would, things in this like this is what you've been waiting for. So there's that sort of satisfaction. Yeah, but it also makes all the problems even more glaring for me because what like. As the Jedi start getting slaughtered, it's like, oh, this is intense, man. Like, why wasn't this for three movies? Yeah. Why wasn't the three movies about, like, this kid losing it and becoming evil and then, like, having to hunt down everyone that thought he was their friend or, you know, yeah, allied with? You know, you could have really stretched that, but that could have been interesting. Because you're just watching a bunch of fucking Jedis that have been standing around in the background. You don't know, God, you can't name fucking any of them. What's the conehead guy? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny, funny conehead guy. Yeah. Uh, Green Lady, Sam Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah, like the the thing about Star Wars is that it, it told a small story amidst, like um, uh, amidst like galactic chaos. You, you know, yeah. like like and and then these three movies tried to tell that story, like the overarching story of like the of what was going on with the Empire and with uh, like. It didn't tell any one person's story. Yeah. It just kind of showed you some of the characters you remember or yeah. have heard about within this larger political, you know, landscape of boredom. Mm-hmm. And, and all kinds of just everyone. Like, this movie's like a little roller coaster because I would be kind of into it a little bit. Something would happen. I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. This is all right. And then I'm like, but why is he riding that lizard? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, the furry or the feathery lizard. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> yeah, it, it's just so set piece yeah, too. Yeah, like, and we've already established that they can, like, vroom, like run all over the fucking place. And Phantom Menace, they're like, zoom, zoom, boom, boom, boom. That seems like much more <laughs> sneaky and fast and quiet than. What's the most ridiculous lizard I could ride? Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> how, how am I gonna get her, get around undetected? Oh, a giant screaming lizard, I guess. It's <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. Oh golly! What a and General what a Grievous. Nightmare. And see, there's so many things like because I watched the the uh, Clone Wars show, and so a lot of then stuff like, why didn't you keep this in there? Like, this is important because I did get to know some of those Jedi. So then seeing them get killed in the movie, I'm like, this actually then means something if you've told a story. But most yeah. people haven't watched the show. Yeah. Or General Grievous, like when I first saw the movie, I'm like, why is that robot coughing? That's yeah. Stupid. Yeah. And then you get more of his background that he's just been like cyborged up and shit like that. I guess you see that at the end of the movie for how he dies. But when he first walks in, you don't know anything about this guy. No. He hasn't been talked about in the previous movie. He's just no. like he just shows up. Because Christopher Lee's gone, but still, that doesn't make sense. That yeah, I, I I get like I get that he was once a living being, and yeah. then and, and but but I mean, does he still have a respiratory system? And if so, where is it? <laughs> where's it keep? Where's it keeping that? Uh, that's so stupid. Yeah. Well, I was surprised to read that this movie was boycotted by uh, right wing people. Because they said it was a, criti- a criticism of the George W. Bush era. Really? Yeah. I know. And some people called for a boycott, and I, what? it didn't seem like that yeah, worked no. out for them because it made like $800 million. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that much about American politics or, or, or anything, but uh, I don't 
I don't know that that's what this movie was doing. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe there was there was some like, well, I'll take a little bit from the political landscape mm-hmm. today, and then it'll be mm-hmm. sort of. But I, I mean, I, I don't know that that it was that scathing. A movie that you uh, can be like, no, yeah. <laughs> how dare you? And, you know, and it was always bothered me that they had so much R two D two in this movie, and C three PO being there. Oh yeah, and, and that the, he just yeah, flies around and shit. Yeah, yeah, he's so <laughs> flying all over the place. Like this is. Come on, man. Yeah. And, and that Darth Vader made C-3PO. So why doesn't he, when he's like, when in the other movies, isn't he like, hey, that's my guy. Yeah, right. Like, he's a robot. <laughs> yeah. So he, um, uh, you know, ha- has no real moralistic standpoint or anything because he's just a fucking robot. Why yeah. does he just go, oh, that's a guy that made me. Yeah. I'll, I'm well, they wa- no, they make a point of it. They say they're going to wipe uh, the memory of at least 3PO. They don't seem to mention R2. Or maybe I have that backwards. I don't really care. Yeah, either way, I, I, I don't like, remember. I think they went. Oh shit! This doesn't make yeah. any sense. Which? Uh, uh, oh, it was Attack of the Clones where where um, they they do the whole thing with the with the robots where C three PO's head gets put on a yeah uh, the body yeah. that was Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I can't remember which is which because uh-huh. I feel like the end of of Revenge of the Sith was a lot like the end of uh, Attack of the Clones where it was just. That sort of video game level for a while. Yes, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's running around the lizard fella, and then they're hunting all the Jedi, and you're just going from like weird set piece that you've never seen before with characters you don't know getting shot. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> to the point where they kill a bunch of kids, and I'm like, so yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just me. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that they wait too long to try and start making the turn. You don't really get enough of because he's a shit actor, so there's no levels. No. You know, uh, and I mean, granted, I understand that he wasn't really directed either on performance and whatever. I mean, that's kind of necessary for this kind of massive story arc and personality change. But there's just no evidence. He's either just like, but duh, in a scene or like, that's stupid. Yeah. Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to murder 15 kids. (laughs) That's that's the thing. Like. He he just up until that point he just seems petulant. Yeah, totally. Like he just well, I think everything is stupid. <laughs> Murdering children. Yeah. Now I'm evil. <laughs> Look at my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Star Wars. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Have you seen all of these, Dan? Oh, no. No, eh? I saw Phantom Menace in theaters, and then I did not see either of the other two. I'm and then everybody was like, these are awful. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't I like, like any of them. Someday you should watch them. I'd yeah, love to hear your that opinion. I've seen. You yeah. should have context for what, what but but at the same no, time, no, because they're ignoring these. They've said they're not like a no midichlorians. That's not a no, thing. No, no, yeah. Uh, but, well, I mean, they can't really ignore be, because like the, these movies are like it or not canon. And yeah, yeah. I know there's going to be no midichlorians or anything, <clears> but I feel like that's something they're just going to sweep under the rug. Yeah, they're not going to really get yeah. into why a Jedi but is also, a Jedi. No, but I think they're just going to, you know, straight out of Compton this thing and just take the bullet points yeah. and none J- of the dirty J- stuff. J- and it, this essentially happened. JJ yeah. doesn't make <laughs> yeah. movies that um, aren't like accessible. Like, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams wouldn't make, no matter how big of a Star Wars fan he is, he would not make a movie that didn't start, like, and I'm going to catch you up to speed about what you need to know for this movie. You You're know right. what I mean? Like, the first Star Trek movie, you could have never seen any Star Trek things in your life and go into that movie and be like, oh, I get this world. Because yeah. this is the kind of movie maker he is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter that you don't know the canon because he's setting you up with the things you need. Right. Like but it or I not think with also- some of his movies, but... 
but I think also they have to pay respect to those movies yeah. because this this upcoming movie is as much for the people who care about the yes. prequels mm-hmm. as for us who, who who you know care only yeah. about uh, the original. Film. I think yeah. when JJ works, I think that is a good pick for director when he can do. I think he can do that, like, and this will, uh, people will be able to get into this that don't care about Star Wars and, mm-hmm. and people that love oh, it absolutely. are going to be able to. Yeah. But I do worry that, like, I've seen movies of his that I hate and I'm like, I hope it's not that JJ. Well, that there have been any lens flares in the previews. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> but, like, I hate I'm Star still, Trek I'm too. not adverse to a lens flare still. No, I was fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, but Star Trek 2 and Super 8, I hate with such a fiery passion both yeah. of those but films. Star Trek 1 and Mission Impossible 3 are great. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So, I hope the right JJ shows up for yeah. work. <laughs> I, I have no doubt. I yeah. have no doubt that this movie is going to be great. Yeah. But that's probably the you know enthusiastic. Drew Struzan said it's pretty damn good. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, and I he doesn't give a fuck. No. I don't <laughs> think he, yeah. Seriously, that guy's the fucking best. <laughs> I, I want to watch that documentary again. Yeah, he's awesome. He's great. That's a good one. Did you see the poster he did for it? Yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. awesome. And you know they're they're talking about like all these. Well, there's all these spoilers surrounding or like spoiler question mark like uh, you know you see Luke. Um, like our first shots of Luke, and he's wearing the the light uh, robes. Yeah, which are the robes that everyone wears when they're dead. So yeah. you know, is Luke dead? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, you know, we see John Boyega uh, with a lightsaber. Yeah, what's that all about? We'll watch the these, movie and find I out. I fucking love yeah. these little. <laughs> I love these little hints. Christmas. Um. I watched a movie this week uh, that I had been meaning to check out for a while, and I finally got around to it. I watched uh, Spy. Oh, right on. Oh, man. yeah. I, I meant to watch so that. so curious about this. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I Spy, almost saw it this week, too. Yeah. With yeah, uh, me too. Didn't. Melissa McCarthy, no, Paul Fig directed it. Yep. Um, got great reviews. Yeah. And I can understand why. This is a very funny movie. Super, super funny. Yeah. Um, not without its problems. Sure. sure. Uh, it is two hours long. It does not need to be two hours. I know that I say that all the time. No, but no. This movie really Definitely does not. Comedies, man. Yeah. Um, ease up. And boy, is it at times so sloppily directed. Mm-hmm. There are so many action scenes where they cut to all of these insert shots that are like they're in a vehicle, and then we got to cut into like them saying a line with like really bad CGI behind them, and it's like ah, I feel like a lot of this was like oh shit, we need to figure out the sense of this later. Um, yeah. But it is super funny. I laughed a lot throughout the movie, but it does kind of have that sinking feeling where you're like, okay, I feel like you need to wrap this up, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But overall, I was like, what a huge step from uh the heat, the heat. which we all yeah. kind of said not good a That's bunch of times that wasn't wasn't that good as a movie yeah because yeah. i thought there was lots of funny stuff in the heat but i just didn't like it because it didn't do anything for me plot wise yeah. right but See, this movie does do more anything for me plot wise and it wasn't <laughs> funny yeah 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 it's all the funny. And, funny. and her character is great in this movie yeah and they really give her a lot to do and it is really cool to see her in this kind of role where the joke isn't she's gonna fall down a lot like they yeah. made it look like it might be like that and there's a couple parts where she falls over and stuff, but it is a lot like like in the trailer when she's on the on the the uh, like the scooter and it falls over. Like that was the big gag in the trailer, and you're like, is every scene gonna be? She's a spy, but she's no good at it. Yeah, she's yeah. like a good. She's like a great spy. Yeah, and that 
really helps the movie because it's not like she's going to fuck up the whole movie. It's that's, like, no, she is a great spy doing a great job. Well, that's that's what I really didn't want to see is uh, another movie that's like, aren't fat people wacky? Yeah. They can't do anything right. <laughs> yeah. No, and she she is like a legitimately great spy and it helps yeah. the movie a lot. And all the supporting cast, phenomenal. I heard Jason Statham is quite good in it. Very funny. Yeah. yeah. Jay Statham. Jay Statham. Mm. I thought, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's hard when we've had like a spy spoof like uh, Kingsman and I feel like people are going to be kind of pitting them together in their mind but they're so different types of movies that it, I didn't mind this movie's more of like I don't know it's more of like a uh, that movie was was very much like let's take the piss out of these movies and kind of spoof them and I feel like this movie has more of let's be one of those movies but also funny yeah kind of vibe to it and know? i like that that that, uh, that has more of a 80s yeah feel to me this mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it's saying like wink these movies right it's more just like we are this movie and also a comedy yeah yeah so i really? i had a good time with it yeah yeah huh what yeah. else what did you guys watch i've been uh mostly watching tv uh been just again rewatching. uh um what do you call that? Uh, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's still great. I'd forgotten how fucking hilarious John Glazer is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's so fucking funny. Um, and also, I started rewatching uh, uh, season one of Silicon Valley yeah. again mm-hmm. uh, because I want to watch season two. And I was like, well, season, you know, season one is so short. That uh, and I just loved start. it so much yeah. that uh, that I'll just start again. Man, it's just it's so great. Season two is good. Yeah, yeah. I I keep hearing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's oh man, it's it's fucking it's people that I love. Like just those little known people that uh, that you kind of see here and there. I can't remember the guy's name who plays a uh, big head, but he's Marin's yeah. assistant on Marin. Uh, just these little people you see in little bit parts here and there, just all gathered into one fucking fantastic property and it is just mike judge at his best yeah you know it's uh it's mike judge from uh, you know from office space and from extract like just like that Mm -hmm. great fucking funny like really funny but like saying something really great i liked extract yeah me too i really liked Extract. it's a great movie before we get off of TV, really quick, I want to say I'm still watching Difficult People on Hulu. I keep meaning to, I keep forgetting to watch and that. Oh, man. Every, like, oh, I think only one, only one new episode has come out since the last episode, but I, every, when I, I watched it twice, I was like, oh, man, I love this show. Yeah. And I did want to say that there was a bunch of uproar about a joke in one of the episodes where people on the oh. internet were saying... And I don't want to get like too ranty, but people on the internet were saying, "How dare Amy Poehler let this joke get on air?" Because she executive produces the show, yeah. and yeah. the joke was uh, Julie Kay's character in the show is kind of insufferable and wants to be a comedian and is the kind of person who would be on Twitter and just tweeting out jokes to get likes and retweets. So she said on Twitter in the show, a fictional character, I can't wait until Blue Ivy is old enough to get peed on by R. Kelly. Right. And in the plot of the episode, nobody liked her joke on the internet, so she had to delete it. And they make a point of like, she's really upset about it and somebody like addresses it. They're like, well, would you have deleted it if people liked it? And she's like, no, of course not. I only said it because I hoped people would like it. Right. So she's only 
saying it to try and stoke a reaction and when it's negative she gets upset and but that and that is that's a commentary joke. that's a commentary on on those the, kinds the of mind people. of a fucking comedian yeah the amoral mind of a comedian it only matters but people were like then the actual internet was like hey what yeah people yeah. were like how the, could she how could amy poehler someone who didn't write the show just executive produces yeah. it yeah have let this gross joke about like a mol- molestation you wouldn't say that and like it turned uh, into the whole like thing was that a, you know, it's we were, crazy we were watching mosquito at video of engine last night and there was a line in that that i think is exactly like this where they're trapped in a house and there's all these dangerous mosquitoes everywhere and one guy's like listen there's a stupid guy and a smarter guy and the smarter guy's like listen we can't just run out of here like a chicken with its head cut off and the guy goes hey who are you calling a chicken yeah it's like <laughs> exactly internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just, and like it it spiraled into like a race thing where it was like they wouldn't make this joke about a white baby and i was like the joke that is the stupidest I was like, the argument. joke is about her the joke isn't haha pee on a baby yeah <laughs> and also it's about r kelly yeah and, who, and, and r kelly white or black is a man who yeah. peed on a minor yeah. and also people were like how come nobody was this upset when Dave Chappelle like skewered that whole situation with his music video where he's like I'm gonna pee pee or whatever it's yeah. like that was like aggressively being like look at this this yeah. isn't even about that it's about her yeah it's just like man the it, people are I I don't know uh, I actually read an article about it in uh, USA Today uh, which quoted oh. some uh, uh, some, some no name pretty smart people <laughs> <laughs> our friend Dan oh, was, uh, was quoted in that USA was weird Today. though I was like what I just like i don't know i don't like being the kind of person where it's like oh this outrage culture because i like whatever people can be offended about whatever they want but it just seemed like because at the end of the day it does nothing yeah. it does nothing to change the culture in which we live it's just like yeah i was like this is so it it, it only grinds my gears when it is taken a hundred like that's a hundred percent out of context because yeah. i saw people retweeting it being like how could amy poehler let the joke i want to pee on a baby like yeah and it was like this is just now purple monkey dishwasher like <laughs> you've completely broken telephone to this yeah, joke for sure so anyway yeah. dan gorman's know. rant yeah what, what well, did I'm you outraged. watch yeah old rant gorman <laughs> what did you watch this week I did not see very much. Um, I was hoping to take in a few more things, but it's been a busy week. What can I tell you? Yeah. I did rewatch Prisoners. Okay. With uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Hugh I Jackman. was just talking about the movie today. Huh. Um, which we saw for the show, and I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like it felt, it felt somewhat... I didn't know what movie it was. I feel like a different movie was advertised to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I, I feel like the end of the movie is a little disjointed. Uh, yeah, because, well, again, you have to adjust to what movie it is. So right. now that I knew what movie it was when I watched it, it was so much better on the second watch. I yeah. love it, yeah. I've seen it I, a I, times. Lo- I loved that movie on the first watch. Yeah. But- yeah, so did I. I. Like, I really liked it. It was very good. And then rewatching <laughs> it this week, I was like, fuck, this movie is terrific. You know, yeah. The performances are fucking great. Yeah. Just, I, 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 and I realized, too, it ended, and I'm like, I want to watch more. I just want to watch another movie like that. And, like... 
my instinct was just like to watch Zodiac. I was again. just about to say, yeah. And I'm like, I guess I just want to watch Jake Gyllenhaal solve things. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm looking for here is yeah. him to brood around trying to figure things out, and then I'll be happy because I, I love his performance and it. it's great. The little yeah. eye twitchy things, fantastic. And Hugh Jack Hugh Jackman is. I know people kind of like in it. after it had been out for a while, circled back and sort of criticized his performance as being one of those like, if I just act more, I'll be better. But uh-huh. I like how just straight up, like I'm just gonna fucking scream and yeah. yell. Well, and because it doesn't, he doesn't scream in every scene. There's no a lot of scenes where he's just like freaking out. Yeah, he's fucking freaking out. Yeah, particularly like there's a scene where he's trying to understand why they let the guy go. He's like, but he ran, right? I yeah. just don't understand why. Why would he run? Why yeah. would he run? Why would he run? He just keeps saying that over and over. And Gyllenhaal is trying to be very like, sir, you need to calm down. And yeah, let me do my job. Blah blah blah. And he just can't understand why. Well, why did the guy run? Yeah, and a, he because ran for he's, a reason, he's right? Holding on to this one little thing. Yeah, that he it's knows. the only thing that makes sense. To yeah, him, you know. And it's the the building like the panic because he's trying to apologize too because he knows he's freaking really good scene. Like that's yeah. a that's a, lot, a little masterclass and some solid acting from movie yeah. stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just so fucking good. What a great movie! It looks so fucking great. He's such a good director. Yeah, I can't Very wait to see about his next movie, Sicaro. Yeah, yeah. I watched the trailer for that again. Yeah, uh, and was like, oh boy, I want to see this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I watched the trailer for it right after I finished. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, more good. Oh, and man. Emily Blunt in it. That's going to be totally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I real quick want to mention that I watched a movie. I talked to you about Greg a couple times already, so I'll yeah. keep it brief. But I went and I watched the movie Real Men uh, oh, yeah. from the '80s, which is a uh, James Belu- uh, Jim Belushi and John Ritter John Ritter mm-hmm. yeah. uh, buddy movie uh, that was critically maligned when it came out. Uh, was a bomb and then found a home on HBO. Yeah. And uh, I fucking I think this movie is like really good. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from a few missteps, this is like a bizarre like it's almost like you have to go into watching it thinking like it's almost going to be like a Repo Man like kind of like yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie has such a specific thing that like Repo Man there will be people that will say like I love this or I hate this. Yeah. And it's almost miscast. Like you're watching it thinking like these two characters should not be played by this these two people but i think it knows that and is toying with that and ergo i think it's kind of amazing Mm. like (laughs) belushi in this movie is amazing and i hate him usually (laughs) he's not usually very good yeah i don't according to jim fuck that like Uh, but it's like he he is just so out there wacky in the way that he's not playing it wacky it's really hard to describe because he's talking about aliens and all this shit but he's doing it in this calm kind of just like i don't know like this is what's going on and john ritter is the straight man but like he's the wacky one so it has this kind of twist on those kids i don't know i definitely recommend people like weird overlooked movies to yeah, watch as you it. were telling me about it i i was like i have seen that movie but then you brought things up and i'm like oh fuck like i yeah. loved that movie when i was a kid yeah uh, have you seen it casey i haven't seen it since i was a kid yeah like there were things i just didn't remember like Gorman mentioned that i was like it just started ringing bells like having to go like there's aliens and they have to go out into the woods with a glass of water for them and shit like that and i was like oh fuck, I remember that. <laughs> yeah and a pen like a pen that they got to shove through a baseball and fly you know yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, John uh, Ritter goes yeah, around I, I, shooting I, I, people John with John his Ritter finger. shoots people with his finger, Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I remember I, those I remember I'm dying those to rewatch this. Yeah, there's like a subplot where Belushi kind of falls in with this like dominatrix person, and then there's a scene where they go to Belushi's parents' house, and it's like a, a couple things on the way to the climax just don't land perfectly, 
but I was like, I think this movie is kind of amazing mm-hmm. in that it's just one of those like, what is this? It's fun. It's fun when you think like a movie like this. This movie would never get made today. No, because it's oh. so specifically it's, it's bizarre. Too, it, yeah, and it's too high concept, and also it's not based on you know a comic book. Yeah, right. But uh, uh, but yeah, like it, it concepts like this, it just really makes me miss the '80s when you could make a movie that's so specifically yep. like plotted like this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely look into it. Mm-hmm. If you like those weird yeah, movies, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll hopefully see it by next episode. Yeah, yeah, I'll. It's it's one when I saw it in the feed when I saw you talking about it, I was like, oh shit, yeah, yeah that movie, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Anything else? Mm. No, well, not really. All right. Yeah, no, I I haven't been doing a lot of. I've been doing a lot of uh, looking for places to live. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Oh yeah, that's another thing uh, to the listeners. If uh, if it sounds like we're in a different place. Eventually, uh, yeah. Coming up, yeah. It's because we're moving we out of uh, Modern Superior Studios. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Well, how about then we move out yeah. and into Film Roulette? Uh, right. Shall we? our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good this week it was winner's choice greg and casey got to pick the movies that they watched this week uh but the loser has to go see something awful this week it was a netflix pick and i stayed at home and watched a miley cyrus film called so undercover uh and the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week uh, last episode, Casey gave us an insane clown posse episode, and then we'll roll for movies this week, and uh, and we'll keep it on going. There you go. <laughs> Are you drunk? Yeah, then we'll <laughs> keep it on going. <laughs> hey, what's the fucking movie you guys saw? Clown posse episode. Say clown posse episode. Then we're gonna keep going. Uh, I go. was gonna keep it going. He's Not- tell you to keep it going. <laughs> Why don't you keep it going? Fuck you. And the government. Don't touch me. <laughs> so what movies did you guys pick to see in your winner's choice week? All right. Let's get into it. Uh, I don't know. You want to go? Yeah, I'll go first because mine kind of relates. Uh, it, part of my feelings on the movie relate to the conversation we were just having. Uh, I saw uh, American Ultra. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've it, I've heard this thing got like right down the middle reviews. Yeah. I saw some like amazing, I saw some, like reviews. really good yeah. reviews, and it was sort of uh, Athena and I were out trying to figure out what to watch, and uh, we both had seen some good reviews, so we we're like, "Fuck it, let's give it a shot." Yeah. Why not? I was um, very interested, so I'm excited to hear. And it was at the Carlton, so like, hey, it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's cheap and it stinks. Let's yeah. go there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the. Uh, tagline going up here. Yeah. Um, this movie wa- uh, stars Jesse Eisenberg and Christian Stewart. Mm-hmm. Uh, is directed by Nima Nurezida and written by Max Landis, who wrote Chronicle previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, IMDb describes it as a stoner who is in fact a government agent, is marked as a liability and targeted for extermination, but he's too well trained and high for them to handle. Because uh-huh. <laughs> he's a stoner. He's a yeah. stoner. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're like, fuck it, man, let's give it a shot. And, um, how would it, how would it, <laughs> start by talking about it. Well, okay, so yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> try, try saying words about it. Yeah. 
It's uh, all right, yeah. this movie. And it started off and I got really kind of excited because I'm like, I'm sort of into this tone and this is kind of weird and shit like that. Um, the script is good. The idea is good. A couple of the performances are good. You got Wally Goggs in there. Hey, Wally Goggs. Yeah, Walton Goggins pops up and I was like, hey, fucking hey. And Topher Grace is definitely in this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Connie Britton's in it. She's always great. Nice. So that's good. Um, and both Athena and I were like Kristen Stewart. I didn't hate her in this. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all right. the thing. Like she doesn't like suck it up too bad with this. Although I think the main problem with this movie and why it's like Straight Outta Compton was a pretty mediocre movie that I couldn't stop thinking about. And this is a little bit better than mediocre movie that I have not thought about since. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And right. I think a lot of that is these this is the leads. And I re- when we were talking about it afterwards, kind of realized that as much as Kristen Stewart only does just the one thing, Jesse Eisenberg is very guilty of this too. And I've never really seen him stretch. Like he was fucking fantastic in Social Network. Yeah. But I've yeah. never seen him do something that wasn't that. But he also did that, you know, in uh, another movie he was great in, The Squid and the Whale. Yeah. Did the same thing. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. And it's basically the same thing in Adventureland, yeah. and Zombieland. Sometimes he's playing a uh, um, an unlikable kid because he's got low self esteem. Sometimes yeah. he's playing a uh, you know smarmy dick, but yeah. it's always the same thing. Totally, you know, or that fucking dumbass magic movie, which still make the fucking. Now you see me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I never yeah. saw it. Yeah, well, they're making a sequel. I didn't even realize he was in that. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, he's the smarmy version of that one. Oh okay. okay. So he's, he's doing that thing, and it's just like he's not. It's just, it's not that it's a bad performance. It just, it doesn't, uh, this movie really wants to be something that's crazy like Repo Man. Repo Man came right into my head when I walked out of there. I'm like, it needed to go to that level because it is heightened reality. There are some really absurd characters that they're, they're a little bit bigger, yeah. but they're not a little bit bigger enough. Yeah. Or, or all the time. That's uncomfortable when that yeah. happens. And it's trying to weigh down with an actual relationship, which is not a bad idea. But I kept, what I came out of there, what I was thinking about was True Romance. True Romance is a really fucking crazy movie that's really funny, really fucking violent, really dark at times. But at all times in True Romance, it's romantic. You know yeah. there's romance happening there. Right. And I guess they were banking on, there is decent chemistry with Eisenberg and Stewart. But it just doesn't anchored anything it's just a bunch of scenes and it doesn't it just doesn't go it needs to bit get notched up a little higher i don't know if this is direction or the inability of the leads to really blow their characters out of proportion i don't know why he smokes weed that never comes up he's just like a guy who yeah he was he's he's dormant he's a dormant agent yeah who needs to be told code words to be activated so he's just like this pothead dude and it's just like that doesn't play into it like Do i thought think- i was going to see a movie about a guy who's really stoned and like that, like a stoner comedy, like the weed has something to do with it, but yeah. it's not. He do you just, think they just he smokes played, a bunch of weed in the beginning of the movie, and then do you think they played that. that up because it was like, oh, this will get the crowd? Yes, in. absolutely. Yeah. I think that because this has, this movie doesn't have anything to do with weed, so they can call it a stoner comedy, right? Because he's stoned. Yeah. In the people first 10 who minutes. smoke weed love and to go see a stoner comedy because I'm do. high, and then the, yes. the guy's high. Yes. It's like. What? Yeah. So, like, the Judd Apatow crowd would be like, yeah. 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 But it's nothing to do with that at all. And it's just, like, and the characters are, like, it's so close. If this movie is directed with a little bit more vision and a little bit more 80s craziness, it's pretty good. Because some of the writing, I was like, why didn't that land better? That's a good line. Yeah. You know? That, um, oh, I hate that. I hate yeah. it when good writing goes to waste. Totally. 
Uh, in the end, the end scene of Denouement is very nice, mm-hmm. uh, but it's flat, flat as fuck. And I'm like, that's too bad because that's great. Yeah, yeah, that was really great. Um, and it just never gets there. It just doesn't fucking get there. Watch it on Netflix. There's really good stuff in this movie. Yeah, it's really good. And right. It's just a bummer that it doesn't fully go the distance it needs to, or have the sort of absurd confidence that the 80s movies did because they were fucking confident Repo Man's a confident movie yeah it's like yeah "Yeah, fuck you this shit's nuts yeah you know well Uh, that's that's um oh uh, I want to say Tony Cox but Tony Cox is a whole different guy Uh, Alex Cox yeah well, he's uh, yeah. kind of nuts. And, yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, lots of 80s movies work because of that. Because yeah. there, there was this energy of, you know, like it's a little bit of punk rock filmmaking in a sense. You yeah. Know, there just weren't any fucking rules. And, and so people weren't worried about it. And this one is a little bit, it's unfortunately worried. Yeah. Yeah. Know? It's too bad. Watch it on Netflix. Yeah. It'll, you know, I don't know. I feel I'll like, definitely it's, I feel like it. it's one I'll... I'll accidentally watch. Yeah. Like, it's I feel just like fine. Like, like uh, I enjoyed it. It's brisk. You yeah, know, uh, I, I was looking forward to it, so now kind of I'm hoping it'll play better knowing what the movie is, not going yeah. in expecting, like, yeah, the stoner yeah. comedy. I laughed yeah. out loud a few yeah. times, and yeah, Walton Goggins is great in it. Sure. Um, the yeah. Gog Monster. Yeah. I think, like, Max Landis is a really good writer, and I know he has, like, a really aggressive personality that he's actually said publicly, like, I'm trying to tone it down and not be that guy anymore. Yeah. He does a lot of, like, I'm going to pitch these movie ideas on podcasts, because I heard him on the Indoor Kids recently, really? and he's been in the news re- recently because he has told a lot of pitches uh, on on podcasts, and he did also release a couple pages of his Fantastic Four like treatment that he pitched before mm-hmm. it got uh, given to somebody else, and they didn't use his Intern- idea. Terrific, yeah. <laughs> um, so he he is always like throwing out these ideas, and he recently like on Indoor Kids, he t- I think, or in another interview, he talked about like here's what I would do if I would do like a Lethal Weapon movie, and all I I do think. A lot of his, like, ideas get bogged down in having, like, a twist. Like, his Lethal Weapon one was, like, there's a new team, and they're with this team, and they go into the woods, and, like, the twist is it, like, turns into, like, a, like a survival, like, deliverancy movie with them in the woods. And I'm like, now you're just being, like, but then this, it's this kind of movie. Yeah. But there is something to his ideas that I'm like, you are excited about writing these things, and I can sense it when I watched the one movie that I saw. <laughs> like, yeah. like, there's a talent there. Yeah. yeah, I don't think yeah, this man. is nepotism. If you when you watch American Ultra, these characters are so like they're a little two D, but that's okay. Like they, it's better if they are that, it, and they're all these like very specific characters dropped into this very small yeah. space, and it should be just a shitstorm of fun, crazy yeah. shit, and it just yeah. isn't. Yeah, and it's half of its performance and half of its direction. Yeah, because because what I heard was like I think on the Indoor Kids he said like I wrote this movie. I wrote like the treatment of this movie as what it what's this like indie drama about a couple and then I added in the other stuff so that it would have the anchor and mm. it sounds like that got lost a little. Yeah. It just it's not it just it isn't crazy enough and yeah. it's, this movie has to be fucking insane and it isn't. Mm-hmm. Although crazy violent shit happens. Yeah. You know, but it, it the script's there. It's not uh, delivered though. Yeah. Bummer. Yep. Bummer. Well, Casey, yeah. did you watch something that delivered this week? 
Or did uh, you watch another bummer? All right. Well, the movie that I watched this week mm. was a movie called Cop Car. Oh, I've oh. been dying to see this. Yes. yes. I'm very curious about this movie. Written yes. and directed by John Watts, starring Kevin Bacon, amongst others. IMDb describes this movie as a small town sheriff sets out to find the two kids who have taken his car on a joyride. Mm-hmm. The trailers all looked very kind of genre, pastiche, kind of throwbacky. Mm, yeah. But yeah. but also kind of Coen Brothers y. Yeah, I got I got like a mud or a yeah Joe vibe yeah. from it. Yeah, yeah, a blue ruiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go for it. All right, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This movie is really really pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like like it's, it, but I can't I can't quite tell. Why I liked it yet? Uh-huh. Yeah, um, because from from start to finish, it's a very charming movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a small movie, and it's a movie that doesn't try to be any more than it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't try to tell you any more of the story than you need to know. Uh, it just tells this little linear story from start to finish, and I love that. Yeah. I love it when all of the fat is trimmed off, and it's just this little story from A to B, and that's what this is. And man, is Kevin Bacon ever! fucking great in this nice. movie because he doesn't do too much. Yeah. It's not like Kevin it's not like him going like this is going to be my you know my big indie performance yeah. where I'm like this kind of uh I don't want to tell you too much about what what he's like because yeah. everything that his that is his character is kind of plot driven. Mm-hmm. Um like his character is revealed very much through the plot and and it's great and he's fucking great yeah um but again not too much right uh it really centers around these two kids basically i'll tell the story that uh it's these two kids find a cop car uh a sheriff's car in the woods and they uh steal it It, these two kids like maybe you know 10 or 11 year old kids steal this cop car and then get into a whole mess of trouble yeah uh because there's uh you know something in the trunk Mm-hmm. And uh, and the cop really wants that car back, uh, which is one of those like I don't know I love that like high high concept like low I don't know yeah. you're right like trim the fat off yeah like, that's like enough it, for me to be like oh I want to see that yeah, absolutely sure. and this movie does that so nicely it's it's one of those movies that's a real kind of slow burn the thing is the pacing for me at no point is it a problem. But it doesn't quite get there in terms of what I think it's trying to do. But then maybe that's me just trying to sort sort of over intellectualize the whole thing. Yeah. Because it starts out really. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Really great. It starts out with these two fucking adorable kids just walking along, and the one kid is saying swear words, and the other kid is repeating the swear words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some of the swear words are really funny. They're just swear words that you'd think a kid would say. Yeah. Like, uh, ass butt, or something like that, yeah. you know? Just like, that's not one of them, but... Uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's... And in that, it really reveals who the two kids are to each other, mm-hmm. like what their sort of relationship is. And um, and sort of their emotional maturity uh, to deal with the situation where they're all of a sudden caught up with uh, you know guns and, and craziness and yeah. um, and it's very slow you know they find the cop car and and they they sort of approach it very slowly and and the way they tell the story is really nice like they they um it, it's not over directed the direction is really great. Uh, That's what I was really curious about because they've handed this guy. This is the fellow who's doing the the Spider Man, right? Uh, the the new Spider Man reboot. But it's another case of I'm um, like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why him? What about this movie? Now I didn't see Clown, but I'm I'm gonna <laughs> fucking see the shit out of that mm-hmm. as soon as I can, um, because I really like the way this movie is directed and the way yeah. the story is told. But why this guy? Yeah. What about this movie? Uh, denotes that this guy is gonna fucking like nail yeah. the Spider Man. Like, why when they did give they it to Mark Webb? To... I was like, yeah, like uh, I liked that movie, but it doesn't make any but it sense. Has to no, me. But there's, I didn't see Five Hundred Days of Summer and go, yeah, this guy's Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. But I, so I feel like a lot of it is uh, is like stunt hiring. Yeah. Like, well, uh, I think there's like a like. Because when you talk about it, it's like, why don't they give superhero movies to people doing interesting movies? And then you make the point of like, okay, well, the woman who directed Selma should be doing uh, the one of the Marvel movies. Right. And like, those are cool, interesting choices. And I think they're trying to make those choices. But because maybe they're not, maybe I don't know. I, I think I feel, they're just I'm saying, like, how about feel, this one? It might, you know what I mean? It feels like yeah. those choices are, are like, it feels like um, they're they're not. Like, yeah, there's some interesting... It's an interesting idea to give Kenneth Branagh one of those movies, kind of like one of those uh, Marvel movies. Like, they're trying to make the right choices, but they don't necessarily know what those choices are. Yeah, it just feels like now they're just kind of going like, guess who for this one? (laughs) You know, like, that's becoming the point. but they're like, probably a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Guess who for this one? Another young filmmaker, but probably not a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because Hollywood. uh, Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, anyway. Back back <laughs> to the movie. It's got a couple a couple of people show up. You know, Shea Wiggum is in this, and oh, right uh, on, man. and like name a movie where that guy wasn't just great. Pretty Woman. You uh, know why? Wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I would disagree. He's not even in that movie, and he's great in it. Yeah. <laughs> so he was on set one of the days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. said a lot of good things. Um. He's in it. He's fucking great. Uh, Cameron Mannheim, who I've always found very shrill and unlikable, she is fucking great in this movie. She has like this tiny little part, but she full on fucking nails it. Who is that? She was on some sort of procedural or something. Uh, she sort of, uh, I don't know, like in in the ninety, like late nineties, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a television actor, uh, actress, and she. Um, she kind of went away for a while, and then she just kind of shows up and does exactly what she needs to do in this movie, yeah. and it's fucking to great effect. Yeah, just a little movie. 
Oh, the practice. Uh, the practice. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, little movie that could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's five ten. It's the little movie. What's that? Oh, she's <laughs> she's five foot ten. Is what yeah. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Greg. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this this is a movie that people should definitely see because it's full on fucking entertaining um, from beginning to end, and it ends really fucking perfectly. Yeah, they just fucking nail nail the ending. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's all you need. That's, That's all, all you got to do. Um, speaking of little movies that could. <laughs> I watched a movie this week called So Undercover. Say it right. So Undercover. <laughs> Starring Miley Cyrus, Jeremy yep. Piven, Michael Malley, and more. Piven? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, IMDb describes this film as a tough, street-smart private eye is hired by the FBI to go undercover in a college sorority. We found this film last week because there was a movie out last week directed by Tom Vaughn starring Pierce Brosnan that got really bad reviews. We brought it up as a maybe a losing contender. Yeah. I clicked on his name and we saw this and we're, we're like, okay. That's the one. <laughs> um, now, as, uh, when I was watching this movie, I was like, well, this seems like a movie that was going to go into theaters because it's actually pretty well directed. Like, it's not going <laughs> to blow you away but you're but you're watching it thinking okay this is staged properly and cut well and right. the cinematography is nice and they're really trying to in the opening scene make it look like this is an action scene with Miley Cyrus running around on a rooftop like it I, I just was like thinking oh this is going to be a Disney TV show movie or it, it did end up going straight to TV and, and DVD so it did end up there but you can tell they were like we're making a movie uh, this isn't just like yeah we're shooting this for TV and it'll look like a TV movie. Yeah. People people were trying. Yeah, yeah, they were trying. Um, it's unfortunate that this is the movie that they were trying on. But there's um, something I find so. I, 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 there's something I find so valiant about that yeah. when it's a movie that's clearly just a piece of shit from the from the very inception of it but somebody somebody in there is just like no fuck it i'm going all out i'm gonna put yeah. everything into this so miley cyrus plays molly morris what i think maybe because uh, they wanted it to sound like they were saying miley so they just named her molly like yeah. it's close enough Mo- Mo- molly morris miley cyrus yeah uh, Very similar. Maybe she, she's like tony danza where she can't respond to anything, anything but, but something that sounds kind of like possible so she's a private investigator. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, she's taking photos uh, as like surveillance of, of men that are cheating, f- so that like I guess she's been hired as to investigate if these people are cheating or not. And then like randomly, Jeremy Piven just shows up and is like, oh, "I work for the FBI. You want a job?" And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All and right. so she's got it. That's what they call the inciting incident. Yeah. <laughs> so she's got to watch over the daughter of a senator who was involved in like a crime case of some sort. And they're like, you got to keep watch on her. But she goes to college. And that means you're going so undercover. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? And then the joke is she's kind of like a badass private investigator. And she's got to be made over like a teenager. She doesn't know how to talk like, like totally. Why would they cast Miley Cyrus in that? Because that they, is who Miley Cyrus is. They don't really is. play her up as, like, badass, but they play her kind of like, oh, she's got the, like, Disney punk rock thing going on. Not punk rock, but kind of like, she's wearing, like, a leather jacket and, like, 
doesn't <laughs> I don't know you know what I mean like that kind of like she's just an average person with average clothing and that makes her like edgy yeah, instead yeah. of like she because she's not princessy yeah you know what I mean um and so she goes undercover the movie bores Dan Gorman to death yeah and that's about the gist of it sure. honestly like they're really trying for this movie it's like the kind of movie that ends with like a blooper reel of them like having laughs on sets and you're like I'm sure you guys had fun but this feels very forced yeah. like Jeremy Piven like and Miley cracking up between takes and you're like I don't know this- oh, that's, that's the most painful thing to watch in a blooper reel when it's when everybody's like somebody makes flubs a line or something and, they're like, and everybody's like <laughs> because they need a blooper reel yeah like, to make these people seem It doesn't feel crazy forced, but it's just like none of the things that they put in are particularly funny. So you're like, you just are editing things that were just like, were casually on set and trying to make them look funnier than they actually were. Yeah. Like, honestly, I have no idea what to say about this movie. It was frighteningly boring. It felt three <laughs> times longer than it is. <laughs> well, Nothing she, in it is funny. Uh-huh. Does she, like, she goes to college. She has to go to college. So does and, she, like, okay. fall in love with, she falls like, in love. Chad Michael Murray or something? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg likes two things. So she, Space and Chad yeah. Michael Murray. Uh-huh. She goes undercover. Uh, she meets the head of the sorority and a bunch of other people, including Kelly Osborne, who's terrible in this movie. Hey, no. Jack Osborne was terrible in the in my yeah. kids teen movie that mm. I had to see. Um, so then she also has a love interest who is another student, and then she suspects that somebody is like not like the whole thing is you're gonna go and find out who at this school is the like plant that's going to try and like attack her and kidnap her the one you're looking over so it's right. like is it one of the sorority girls is it like a teacher is it this like so they play with that they're trying to have that kind of like who done it feel like like investigative private investigator thing yeah uh, so she's doing that the whole time reporting back to Jeremy Piven uh and it's really boring and she does some sleuthing, and it's garbage. And turns out at the end of the movie, it's uh, Jeremy Piven. Oh, and he's not a, it's not a, it's not an FBI agent. And I was like, yeah, well, when some guy approaches you at the diner and is like, I'm an FBI agent, you should do this job. Like, I never really understood, like, okay. Yeah, she's a really good private investigator. <laughs> yeah. Some dude just comes up and goes, I'm an FBI guy. Yeah. Checks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, basically, um, I'm trying to find here on the Wikipedia thing what the plot, how it wrapped up at the end. Because I know that she, like, beats up Jeremy Piven and, like, kicks him in the balls or something. And then he's like, Gully. Uh, and then, but I don't under, I never really understood, like, I never understood if Jeremy Piven is behind this, why did he hire her in order to double cross her? What was the gain of him to like, this movie has a plot that goes like from A to B to C, but it never actually makes sense. You're just Mm -hmm. like, okay, she thinks it's all these people and will she or won't she with this guy? And then at one point, like they, they think that she like double crosses this girl by being mean to her or something and then the girl makes it look like she fra- like Miley Cyrus framed no the girl frames Miley Cyrus to make it look like she stole a bunch of stuff so then everybody hates her and then eventually she'll get them all back on her side by the end it's just like but why boring. okay like so he's pretending to be an FBI agent to make her go undercover to what end though? I don't know I'm trying to find it here <laughs> uh, I don't know <laughs> 
It doesn't even say here. <laughs> doesn't say in the movie either? No, I guess... So he's just a psychotic who's like, I'm going to go find some young girl and make her go undercover. It's possible that he did that I'm as like a distraction so that while she was like messing up with all the drama at the house, he could like steal, kidnap the daughter and or something. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just know that it turns out that Well, when him. you watch a movie and then, and then you review it by guessing what might have happened, <laughs> well, I feel like that is a boring movie. I was going to say, if you tried to turn that around on me, I was going to say, well, then you should watch this movie and try and pay attention to it. <laughs> no, no. I've had movies like that yeah. where where I've you're watching the movie and you're like... For ten minutes, you, it's you're like, like when you read. A book. I don't know what just happened for it's the. It's like last when you read minutes. a book and you're just scanning over the lines, and you're like, "Oh wait, I gotta go back and read that whole page again because yeah. I wasn't actually absorbing that information." That yeah. this is movie is ninety three minutes of that. I just I had a movie like that very recently where I'm like, I don't know what just happened. I don't know yeah. major <laughs> parts of this plot. Uh, the, Mordecai was very much like that. Yeah, yeah. The most interesting thing about this movie is that it has a couple moments where the soundtrack is aggressively trying to be the generic, don't have to pay royalty versions of some Beck songs. Ooh. Oh boy, that's that took a left turn. It's like <laughs> doot and do do do. Like they do, they try and do like Beck riffs. Right. Of like some of like two turntables and like yeah, devil yeah. Uh, like devil's haircut and but it's just like with the one note at the end off right. the vanilla yeah. ice version yeah no 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 we used an extra note there so it's entirely different I swear because <laughs> yeah, I was amazing. like this is Beck you are you are trying one hundred percent to do this yeah you've laid down his tracks and just changed two notes right. yeah and I was and I was like that's hilarious that was the most I got out of this movie yeah. all right well that's something yeah. Uh, don't ever watch this. It was, it was just so bad. I have a feeling that many, probably most of our listeners were never in danger of watching no. this movie. <laughs> I yeah, it, and I said to you guys, it felt like it was like three hours. Like honestly, yeah. I yeah. I I fought so hard not to skip through scenes in this. I was like, I get it, I get it. Just please be done. Yeah, and it took forever. Holy shit! The insane clown posse have a long <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Well, they've got I say a long as, and storied history. I yeah. say as we segue to our yeah, album of the week. This. Yeah. Casey, why did you give us the 14th <laughs> why studio? Why did you give us another <laughs> Insane Clown Posse album? Yeah, for, for listeners keeping score, this is the third Insane Clown Posse album I've given you. Uh, well, because I gave you those two back-to-back because yeah. I lost back-to-back. Yeah. And uh, um, our, our good friend Dan Willevick gave, gave me those albums to give to you guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just happened to lose uh, uh, twice in a row. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, well, fucking deal with this for two weeks. Yeah. And then I was looking for something else to give you. And I was this close to giving you something by the, a band called Bullet for My Valentine or something Ew. like that. Has an album, uh, uh, a new album out. And I'm like, that's, that's uh, a band name that's so bad that if I ever met any of the guys from that band, I would probably just set them on fire because uh. I feel like I could get away with that. But that almost sounded like a name for that kind of band. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just came up with another Set band name. Set my enemies I, on fire. Uh, but uh, but then I was like, 
I was scrolling through, and then I was like, hold on. I'm sorry. Does Insane Clown Posse have a new album out? <laughs> a new album that is like a sequel to an album that they put out um, recently issues. Yeah, well. now I hope La- you guys weren't completely lost because you didn't hear the first album. Well, we weren't lost because we didn't listen to The Marvelous Missing Link Lost, which is also from 2015. We listened to The Marvelous Missing Link Found. Oh, yeah. Which wow. is their 14th album and the second part of the third Joker card in the second deck of the Dark Carnival Saga by uh, the Insane Clown Pass. Jesus. I just, when you were saying that sentence, I just wanted you to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so because I hated it. Their, car, their, their albums are, are organized by cards and right. decks. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, right? So there's like going to be like a two of clubs and. Yeah. Listen to that again. The second part of the third Joker card, which is in the second deck of their Dark Car- Carnival saga. Uh, Never have I wanted to kick two clowns in the face so badly. <laughs> <laughs> this is as convoluted as a Star Wars universe. All right. <laughs> so uh, in an interview with this uh, band, Violent J said, this album's going to be the album, you know? So... From what I could gather, (laughs) from what I read about this, the previous album was the more, like, super serious album, and that found was going to be a little bit more clowny, a little bit more, like, happy stuff, some more funny stuff. Because apparently Lost was more about, like, when you're lost and you don't know what to do with your life and uh, the dark stuff, and this was more of the, like, and then we're found because... God, because uh, clowns, because they, this, they have they they did take a turn in their career where they became not like aggressively Christian, but like pretty like open about. Well, yeah, yeah, like they that that was like a big a big controversy or something yeah. for them. Like surprise, we're very Christian, or at least like we're okay with talking about like God in our songs and like that we or like have that element now. Yeah. Because some people from what I read on the Wikipedia article were like, they're like evangelical. They tricked everybody. And it was more just like, no, we just are comfortable now talking about it. We're not like, like faking. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Right. But it is weird when you turn this album on and the first song is an intro that leads into this song found that is like very much a song about just like I have found my meaning and like God yeah. and I believe and the uplifting nature of having religion and stuff right and you're like isn't this like a horror core rap group yeah <laughs> and aren't they like aren't they like super sweary and stuff are they like yeah. some yo I'm yeah. the fucking God up in this yeah, bitch yeah they say all kinds of fucked up things so yeah I don't know I'm gonna murder a bitch for Jesus. Well, they're they and they just basically say like this is like we're just telling these stories and but like the message is how to escape that life or whatever. Man, whatever fuck those say. guys. I yeah. fucking hate that. I hate that when somebody tries to have such a like an obviously like mass wide appeal where they're like, oh, we like God for like you know like the super Christian states of. Uh, and, and then they're like, but, you know, we're still talking about murdering. Like, they're just trying to, like, to sell out to fucking everybody they possibly can. I'm starting to think well, the insane you know clown what, posse I don't not think have... they are selling out to everyone they possibly can. I think they're selling out to their diehard group of fans that Ooh, will I just... don't understand even a little bit. ...eat this up no matter what. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Because they're not, like, this... What this... Is, what... This was really low on the How billboard. How is this when the band like that, that has this kind of cultural following? It's fucking insane. Well, I, it just people paint their babies. It, it, <laughs> I feel like they came out. I like so many bands that I won't paint my baby. Yeah. After. Uh, 
<laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. I think it was the right time thing because I feel like... <laughs> I mean, no, so I'm sorry. I'm just trying to picture you painting your baby like ba- like bands you like. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> paint, my, paint my baby like Angelo Moore. Yeah. Just like look like a dude. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Do a little paint your baby like Elvis Costello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I just paint little glasses on my baby? The spikes just, cover. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Go. Well, that's, that's, that actually is painting your baby. I just think that Insane Clown Posse came out the right time where there was a big group of teenagers that wanted wait to be stupid fucking clowns. yeah well i mean but this was the era of like slipknot and idiots with masks yeah. and corn and stuff yeah. so it was that whole like i'm a tortured high school student like it was primed yeah, for that uh, and then with all of that groundswell of people as they just continued to make music i think that's why they had such a big following it was like as they grew up they started congregating the internet was around they could do meetups and it just became it was the I right I don't know how they have the stamina to keep doing this yeah like one of these guys is 43 yeah how does he I mean how does he at this point they've been doing this since the 90s you know how does he get the makeup on and get in the studio and be like Okay, I'm the I'm the crazy cl- oh, fucking forget it, man. I can't do this anymore. Like, <laughs> because, is, like, how do you do it every day? Like, all right, more crazy cra- clown raps. <laughs> well, the way I, the way I see it, if if somebody came to me and was like, uh, okay, tomorrow you can either go to your job and make the money that you make at your job, right, or yeah, yeah. you can go over here, dress up like a clown, say some <laughs> shitty raps, Spray and we'll pop give at you each other. a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Which one are you going to do? I'll be like, clown me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. I'll, and yeah, I people, so. people I like it. I sell out, so I will talk about whatever Jesus you want me to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people well, seem to like it. Let me tell you what you'd be talking about. Let's talk about this album a little bit. Uh, Listen, we, we've we listened to three albums now. This was no surprise. No. It yeah, was exactly what I expected. Not entirely. I guess I was a little surprised I was, by a little well, bit. The, I was surprised about how much of it was like positivity. Like. Yeah, there's that, which who gives a fuck? I don't want to talk about that. Well, there's only two songs I want to talk about. Well, one of them is I Fucked a Cop, I That's hope. That's right. There's a song in here called I Fucked a Cop. <laughs> What? There's a song in here called I Fucked a Cop, which I said to Greg as we walked up to the recordings uh, today. I, I like that song. <laughs> yeah. uh, because it is one of those, it is exactly what you think. Mm-hmm. And, and and I have written songs like this where you're goofing around and you come up, you, somebody says something that you think is funny, so you just build a song around it. Yeah. And that is all this is. This is a song with a chorus of I Fucked a Cop. Who else could say that? That you co- yeah. fucked a cop, and then the verses are just like stories about him being like, "I was getting dinner, and a cop showed up. She was looking at me, and I was like, oh shit, she's on my dick. I'm gonna go fuck her. I fucked a cop.' Yeah. And then, the, and I was just like, there's something perfect about this idiotic song where you were just like, I'm gonna write a song about how a guy fucks a cop, and he's really excited that yeah. he got to have sex with a cop. Yeah. And, and if he wants to have a booty call, he'll dial nine one one. Right. That's funny. That's, <laughs> I'll, I'll give him that. I, like that it's it's awful Fun. and it's yeah, stupid, yeah. but like and, it yeah, works. No, it's, but because when I looked at the track listing and before I listened to this album at all, I saw that uh, track ten was called "I Fucked a Cop," and I was yeah. like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested." I'll, that's but, the track I'm looking forward to, I suppose. Uh, I but it's not new territory. No, no. Because, but I wanted uh, more. I Anthony want more. Anthony Kiedis wrote uh, 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 horrible <laughs> sophomoric shitty rap about uh, fucking a cop back in 1991. Yeah. yeah, I just I wanted more of that. Like, there's a song called "Get Clowned." Was that yep. the other song? That's well, on that there. song is just like. It's what you think. It's like, oh, you're going to get clowned, and we're going to rap about the crazy ways we'll clown you, which uh, ostensibly involves shoving a broom 
up your butt. Yeah. Or oh something. my. That's right. But but it is just I've like been grossly misinformed about <laughs> clowns. Yeah. yeah. But it is just like the song's called "Get Clown," and then we'll rap about how we're gonna clown you in fucked up ways. Yeah, like yeah. I wanted more of just like the Juggalos being like we're the crazy group that just has these dumb songs. And we'll yeah. rap there's a butt. whole. The only other song I wanted to bring up is like there's a whole song about how carnival games are rigged. That actually that was the <laughs> okay. Well, the truth comes out. <laughs> Thank you. You know I, 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 you're right. I guess there's two going along songs, and I'm just waiting. Like, all right, when's this going to turn into something? Anything but no. This is, I, it got to the third verse. I'm like, this whole fucking song yeah. is about how I guess there was two songs hard I liked. To win. Two songs I liked on this because that's the other one. Because like, yeah. that is, it. I was like, it's just it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. the whole song is just like this idiot thought he was going to be able to throw a beanbag and knock down these cans, but they're weighted, motherfucker. Yeah. And I was just like, holy you shit. You can't win. Is See, that- I think context would help that for me because like, I would love that song if it wasn't on like on an ICP thing. I get it. Okay, you get like a clown carnival kind of thing. Yeah. But if it was on like a Blake Shelton album or like <laughs> <laughs> on a Celine Dion album, I'd be like, this is pretty great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like there was one or two songs on the other two albums where I was like, you know what? That was funny in a like in a way that I wouldn't have expected I would like th- this. And I think I fucked a cop in the one about like the rigged games. I'm just like, this is just so like bottom of the barrel conceptual yeah. that there's something about that that I like. Yeah. yeah. But everything else on this album, I was just like, I don't know how don't that care. song got past the, uh, you know, the spitballing, you know, the brainstorming, yeah. like, yeah, okay, what do we want to have songs about? Like, how about I fuck the cop? I yeah, think that's maybe, fucking great, Jaggy. That's awesome. I think maybe how about that's what else? why. What else? Uh, Carnival Games, you know, can't win them. Yeah. Backburner. We'll come back to it when there's a I better idea. Those what, two. what else? What else? What else? Uh, well, because the ring toss is... Uh, yeah. You ever try that? It's pretty hard. Yeah, it's pretty hard. I think that's why I like those two songs, because there's something relatable in, like, the only times I've ever been a musician, it was just like we came up with dumb things and we realized those dumb things as songs. And those <laughs> right. that's the only two times on this album where I was like, okay, well, I can imagine you guys thinking that was funny in the moment and then just taking it to its logical extreme and then just being like it's on the album yeah because i've done that before mm. but everything else on this i was just like no this is dumb no and doesn't work those are the only two i remember because it was yeah. so like what's going on and they really try and go like positive on a few like juggalo party is just like yeah. oh i woke up and everything was great because i'm a juggalo it's a juggalo party like and then he just describes why everything's great yeah there's, I, I love it when there's like a song like that that's got such a generic like, like how how is Juggalo Party not already on every one of their other albums? Yeah, I think like, it is. I think uh, there's probably some kind of Juggalo Party on every album. I don't really remember the other two I've listened me to. Me either. I couldn't remember. I can't believe I've listened to three Insane Clown Posse albums in my life. Well, I can't believe welcome. there's like probably four. There's a lot of songs them. that by them that I legitimately <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, because like I feel like with the other two you came away. I going came away like, with one or you two. You know what? I actually like that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're more of a fan than you give yourself credit for. Yeah, I th- I just think yeah, there's something about those just like base level idiot idiocy kind of like idiotic songs where I'm just like, you know what? I'll give you a pass for this because you weren't even trying. You just thought I fucked a cop would be a funny way to make a song. Mm-hmm. And you did it, mm-hmm. and then you moved on. <laughs> yeah. and you yep. made a shit ton of money doing it. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I get to give you guys an album now. Yes. As usual, I racked my brain left and right trying to figure it out. Wrote down like five albums I was thinking of giving you. Yeah. 
Oh, man, and I still don't know. But I guess I will give you guys the album that I have thought about giving you for the longest. Uh, I've been meaning to give you guys this album for a while, and I kept uh, taking it back at the last second. Um, I want to talk to you guys about an album by a band from London called Sauna Youth. Um, Called what? Sauna Youth. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an album called Distractions. Uh, It's kind of an indie rock, post-punk band. Uh, it, this is an album that took me a few listens to not understand, but get why I liked it so much. Cause mm-hmm. this album came out this year. Uh, it's one of my favorites so far, but it doesn't, it didn't beat me over the head with like how great it was. It just took me a while to kind of like realize I'm listening to it like every other day, but it's an album that has a sound. It's kind of post-punk kind of like angular, weird kind of, you know, British stuff, but super poppy and it just it's a sound that you've heard before and it didn't really grab me at first but then i just kept coming back to it and coming back to it and being like oh no this is really 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 great version of something i've heard before but this is awesome right so i've been listening to it like crazy s-a-u-n-a yes okay and i've been thinking like what do you what do these guys think about this because i love it all right so i highly suggest people listen to it Distractions by Sauna Youth, and we'll talk about it next week, and I'll see you. How about that name? I know that it's really bothering yeah, me. Sauna like Youth. I, I, I'm trying really hard to have an open mind, but like, I, 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 maybe it's just that I don't like feeling like Sonic Youth is so has been around for so long that this kind of band can have this kind of name mm-hmm. that's like clearly building off of Sonic Youth. Maybe I never even thought about old. it as that. Really? No. It's sounding like Sonic Youth? Well, I've never said it out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until so just, just when now. you see it. Yeah. yeah, I've only read it. Yeah. yeah. Sonic Youth. Yeah. Or cool name like Pajam. <laughs> Nirvana. <laughs> we put an A on the end. An H on the end. Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> I love this album. And All I'd right. like to see what you guys think of it. Cool. All righty. Yeah. Tell you. Well... We have a dice to roll uh, this week. We're going to do another winner's choice because there's a few things out there, but mm, not a... Yeah, there's the it. Owen Wilson uh, Overseas Saves His Family action film, mm-hmm. which looks pretty good, but I don't know about running out to see it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's Some other things other to stuff. catch up yeah. on. I still haven't seen Jurassic World. I'm going to eventually. Oh, really? But I'm going to... Yeah, there's lots of stuff, I guess, so yeah. to catch up on. Uh, but the loser is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the co-host of MTV's Catfish, which was based on uh, the movie Catfish, he directed a film that is out in theaters now, and it is called We Are Your Friends. It stars Zac Efron about a DJ, an EDM DJ that wants to make it in the world and his friends want yeah, to make yeah, it yeah. too. And we're planning parties, <laughs> and this is our life, man. This Gross. sounds like a movie where I am the entire time actively rooting against the uh, the, the protagonist. <laughs> but wait, he gets his big shot, and he might alienate his friends. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Does he? Does he? Uh, Mid-set, when he's pretending to be a musician, does he get uh, shot right in the face at all? Uh, Because if so, 10 out of 10. I don't know, but it looks terrible. The trailer looked aggressively awful. Uh I know, uh... But it just looks real bad. Yeah, I don't want to Why are we calling it EDM now? Why have we given it another name? It was always EDM. Was it really? Lots of stuff was EDM for ages. 
That, like, how long have we been using the term EDM? EDM yeah, you'll and find IDM. out in the movie. Yeah, have been around for like, mm-hmm. um, like um, since the at least late '80s, early '90s. Really? Yeah. And they've been calling it EDM. Yeah, I think because what it's just EDM term... is now, I think, has just changed oh, okay. from what it was then. Right. Because I like EDM and IDM. I think it, I know IDM is intelligent dance music. I think EDM <laughs> is just electronic dance yes. music. What makes it intelligent? It's more. I wore glasses when <laughs> I put the record on. <laughs> it's less like club, and it's more headphones. Barf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Let's see if Casey loses. I hope, I hope so. A movie oh. about electronic music and the one guy who hates it. Yeah. yeah. Casey's rolling. Don't roll on the carpet. I won't either. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You rolled right on the carpet. Eight. Eight. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what helped. Strong. All right. I'm rolling on the bouncy tile. It's been a while. Been a while on the bouncy tile. That's a four. four. Oh, right in half. Yeah. All right. Greg has to roll. Can't even pick it up. Higher than a four. And he is rolled... A two. Two. That's uh, not yes. higher than a four. It was half a four. Yeah. Well, oh man. Eight. That's true. Oh yeah. We had, <laughs> we we did halvesies all the way down. Halvesies. Uh, oh man. I'm glad I don't have to see that Jesus movie. Fucking Christ. Yeah, you got to go see that movie now. Yeah. yeah. Watch it right in your eyes. Uh. Right in your eye holes. <laughs> God damn it. Enjoy. EDM. Uh. uh all right. Well. Uh. It's time to segue right into 90210 Yeah Relay. Do 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 Every week we listen, we watch an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 Season 3 and relay the information back to those who didn't watch it this week. Casey will watch one next week, Greg, and then me, and so on and so forth, till we finish Season 3. Yes. So, what episode did you watch this week? And why? <laughs> uh, Because it's a segment? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Because we've agreed upon this. Also, who? Uh, when did you watch this? Look, can you two quit getting all journalists on me? No. Um, oh, man. I think I'm having a coffee thing. Uh, okay, so this one was called Parental Guidance Suggested or something like that. Uh, this was, Are they giving us a fucking parents episode because we just had the big blowout? Like, the last episode How we did How did you did find was, this one on YouTube, though? Was it uploaded since I tried to watch it? Because that was the one I could not find. I got to tell you, I found it pretty easily. <laughs> I looked everywhere. I found it really easily. Did you oh. check the internet? Yeah. Did you, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, did you type it in using words? No. Oh. I tried it full title. I tried it like episode number, season number. I tried it every which way. I tried it on like Put Locker and Vid Locker sites that like give give you viruses and shit, and I just could not find it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody must have uploaded this recently, and if not, I'll just go kill myself. <laughs> oh. This seems like a pretty trivial thing to kill yourself nope. over. This is the hill I have built, and I'm going to die on it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this one, yeah. Uh, this one, you remember how you were talking about the movie so undercover? Yes. And how it was like uh, where it was happening, but you don't remember anything about it? Yeah. Yeah, this is the TV, the 1990s TV version of that. The last episode was 
Brenda flips out on Kelly and Dylan because um, they're dating now. Yes, and they tell her everything. Yeah. So I feel. Are we leaving that alone to stretch it out? And is this all about the parents or some shit this week? No, 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 no. This is about the kids. Okay. Like the, the stuff happens with the kids, um, and they're furthering their overarching uh, kind of. Uh, uh, plot lines yeah. or like half-ass plot lines anyway yeah. um but it, it, it's basically this is basically just sort of like a utility episode yeah. where they're like okay well we want to get across these points um and they're not far enough yet where they're actually interesting yeah but uh but we got to do it so that's what this is mm. this album or this uh, episode uh sucked <laughs> so we start out and we got Brenda and she is uh, clearly fantasizing about uh, pretending to forgive Dylan and Kelly. She's like, "Oh, guys, I forgive you," uh, and they're like, "Oh, that's really nice." And then she and then she fantasizes about murdering them with an axe. What? Except really? you don't see any of the murdering. She just like gets an axe out, and they're like, "Ah!" And it's like, "All right, it's a fantasy." Nah. Nobody got killed. Um, then we cut to Dylan and Kelly, and they're getting it on on Dylan's couch. And Dylan mentions that his mom is coming to town, uh, and uh, and she's like coming. While they're making out, it's a weird little. Uh, oh no, that's what that's his thing. Yeah, that's what gets him off. Mm, He's like, oh god, Kelly. Yeah, this feels so good. My mom's coming to Maybe town. Maybe it's <laughs> that's what he calls a boner. <laughs> <laughs> that's his euphemism for getting a boner. Oh, mom came to town. <laughs> 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 uh, excuse me, Kelly. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> rubbing up on your leg, but it looks like mom came to <laughs> Oh, that's oh, fun. Oh, but I had Taco Bells. You have to excuse me. My, my aunt's at the back door. <laughs> oh. And she does not knock. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Why is his dick his mom? <laughs> Diarrhea is his hand. Why not, Casey? You're right. Oh. Don't question it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was wrong. This episode's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, so Kelly's like... Uh, Oh, I don't know if I want to meet your mom, you know, under these circumstances. And uh, and then guess who just shows up at the door? <laughs> a boner. <laughs> Diarrhea boner. <laughs> um, oh, so Dylan's mom shows up at the door. And Dylan's mom is uh, weird. She's like uh, the sort of like evil sort of British sounding Catherine Hepburn. That's... The closest uh, I can get right. with, with mom. So, uh, so Kelly goes and hides in the bathroom or something, and mom comes in and is like, "Oh my goodness, your place is such a mess." I'm surprised that Brenda puts up with it. So she's still under the assumption that Dylan's with Brenda. And then uh. Kelly comes out of the bathroom and is like, Ugh. Um, "And her buttons are all messed up and stuff, so you know they've been boning." Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, mom's going to town. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so then Dylan, Dylan's mom is like, "Oh, well, Kelly, nice to meet you. What is your sign?" So, because so we're we're setting her up that she's like some kind of a new age hippie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and doo -doo 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 -doo, where the hell are we? Uh, 
There we are. Okay. Um, so then we cut to Steve, and uh, Steve is trying to be David's manager again. Oh. Like, come on, let me be your manager. And David's like, okay, well, I do need a manager right now because I have a meeting with this, or because I want to meet with this, like, uh, um, music guy. You know how, like, TV shows have, like, a generic, powerful music guy? That's what this guy is. Um, All right. An A&R guy, I guess. Uh, so David's like, okay, Steve can be the uh, can be my manager again. And then we cut to Andrea, and she... Andrea, Andrea. sorry. Sorry. She's bitching uh, about being poor. And... Uh, oh, and I noted that she looked pretty good in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a bad-looking lady. No, no, it's not that she's a bad-looking lady. She, yeah. They just make her look like an asshole. And, All the time, yeah. But yeah. in this one, I was like, oh, they're like, it's like they're trying to make her look a little sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's talking about how she doesn't know if she'll be able to pay for her Yale tuition. And Brandon's like, yeah, I'm going to buy a CD changer for my trunk of my car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'd sooner fuck it than you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put my dick in it. It's got uh, five holes. My yeah. mom's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'll need the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Brandon's like, I don't got no money troubles. I'm buying a CD changer. Because back why in the... Would he, is he just... He's just rubbing it in that she's broke? I think so. Yeah, he's such a dick. Uh, yeah. Did you say how he got this money? Is this Patience. like gambling money? Oh, Patience, Dan. All right. Uh, I'm on top of it. So, blots. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so then uh, Kelly comes in, and she tells Brandon and Donna that Dylan's mom is kind of a bitch, and that she prefers Brenda because Dylan's mom was like talking about, oh, Brenda this and Brenda that. Um, and then Brandon tells Brenda, uh, wait, where am I? That everyone in your basement. <laughs> What's that? In your basement. Uh, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon tells Brenda that everyone was asking about her. And tells, and she's like, "Oh well, say hi to everyone except for Kelly. She's being real spiteful." Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Dylan tells, uh, or she tell, tells her Dylan mom. <laughs> oh, I guess I've just written Dylan's mom, <laughs> but every time it just is Dylan mom. <laughs> um. So then Dylan's mom says. Uh, what what did I write here? <laughs> oh my god! I wrote tells her Dylan mom in town to talk to dad. Tell her Dylan's Dil mom, mom is in town. Said says dad is trying to con Dylan. Oh yeah, okay, so yeah. Dylan's so Dylan's mom is in mom town is to like, talk to the dad, but she's gonna con him. Uh, so she's like, yeah, you got to be aware of of your dad because because the dad's out of prison now. Yeah, Should I read your notes? Money. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's in town to sign off on on the money. Yeah. Um, or maybe not because she doesn't want to do it. We should do that sometime. We should have one of us write notes and the other people try and read it. Yeah. <laughs> and figure out what's going on. Good luck with this because <laughs> it is a mess. So, uh, yeah. So then uh, Dylan and Dad are talking about the trust fund and Dad tells Dylan to find out what Mom is up to. Like why she's in town and everything, and if she'll if she's planning on signing off. Oh, Dilly Dad. Yeah. So <laughs> Dilly's dad, <laughs> he may be up to something, but uh-huh. for right now, Dylan totally trusts his dad. He's like he's turned a corner, and I want right. to trust him. 
So then Dylan invites mom to go for a drive to Ojai, which is a place in California, I guess. Oh. Um, uh. And uh, and then he convinces her to talk to dad, and she's like, okay, I'll do it. So then we're back, and Steve, David, and Donna are at the general music guy's office, and they're told to wait. Good scene. Uh, it's That's exactly as exciting as it is. Uh, Andre is at a mixer for Yale. Like it's like uh, for people who got accepted into Yale, I think, or people who want to go to Yale. Was she accepted into Yale yet? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. All right. She got a letter. Uh, and so then she sees uh, a black guy that she knows, which indicates that that black guy was on another episode before. Recurring black guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Finally. Um, and she's like, hey, guy I know. And she says this name, but I don't recognize the name. Uh-huh. So it wasn't one of my episodes. Right. Well, I don't recognize the guy. What was the name? I wrote it down later. And I can't remember what it is. But I was like, oh, maybe this is the guy, the newspaper guy. Remember? Brandon, I think maybe it was from my episode. Yeah, something Bonner, his name is. Boner. Boner. Mom. Uh, yeah, so that's what I think it is. Uh, so then we go back to Steve and David, and they're meeting with uh, this little, and he's just like this total music industry weasel archetype guy. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm fast talking. I can't talk like Joe Pesci over here, and I'm over here, and I got music, and music is the thing. Oh. Yeah, he's, re- he's really gross. <laughs> Shut up and give me a record deal. Uh, uh, Herbie Veltes? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's who it is. And he's like, yeah, they're playing. <laughs> um, and and uh, he's like, yeah, we, you know, I like your music. <laughs> now I can't do anything but nervy villages. Um, he's like, uh, I like, oh, shit, I went to the top um, of my notes. <laughs> I wasn't just randomly saying, oh, shit, I'm going to the top. <laughs> I'm going to the top. Oh, shit. My mom's here, and I just went to the top. <laughs> My mom showed up. I went to the top. Uh, so then he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, we got this producer, and uh, and he wants to come out of retirement uh, to produce you. He wants you to be his big comeback because, like, apparently he went into hiding because he had a big drug problem. And then the weasel guy is like, hey, you can write whatever songs you want, just no songs about killing cops. Which I was like, mmm, topical. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Mm. They made a cop killer reference. Yeah. So, uh, fuck, it keeps going to the top. There we are. Uh, wait, so wait, then wait. the execs, <laughs> it, it, so Steve's in the meeting, and the executive guy's like, hey, Steve, why don't you go out to the lobby and get a bunch of free CDs? Have them on me. And then, uh, so he goes out, and the weasel guy's like, look, David, we want to sign you, but you got to get rid of Steve because that guy's fucking dead weight. And he's right. Uh-huh. And David's like, oh, I don't know. But I'm like, you fired him once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. So then we go back and Andrea and uh, the the reoccurring black guy, uh, which is starting to feel like a really racist thing to call somebody. <laughs> uh, uh, he's saying that he has a full scholarship to Yale. And, uh, and she says that she's jealous. Uh-huh. So, Brenda... Is she going to try and pull a soul man or something here? Oh, uh, oh, I didn't even think about that. I wish to God that's what was happening. Um, So then we cut to uh, Brenda, and she's looking at pictures of Kelly, 
and like of her and Kelly, you know, those like photo booth pictures. Yeah. Sure. She's looking at those of her and Kelly. And then Kelly comes into a room and she's like, listen, uh, Dylan's not worth losing our friendship over. Again. Uh, yeah. She's yeah. like, so I, I, I want us to be friends. And, Again. And then uh, Brenda's like, okay. Again. And then she cuts off all of her hair with giant scissors. Again. Again. <laughs> uh, uh, and then it turns out that that was just a fantasy, too. And she wasn't really cutting her hair with these big giant scissors. Jordan is your fellow's name. Yeah, Jordan Bonner. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so then Dylan, uh, Dylan's mom and dad are hanging out, and with Dylan, and the mom tells the dad that in Ojai they went to this alternative hippie school that she wants to uh, to start one of those, but she can't because she doesn't have the money. And then dad's like, hey, Dylan has the money. Why don't you sign off on the thing and he'll just give you the money? And then she just like gets all upset and she's like, that's the only reason you asked me to be here because you wanted me to sign that thing. Well, I'm not going to because you're the only dad in America who's only in it for the money. And um, it's like mm, devastating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we cut back and Steve and David are talking and Steve has no idea that he's about to get canned. Oh, and it's just tragic. He's going to be kicked out on his Romany butt. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, so then uh, David tells Kelly about uh, what the circumstances, and she's mad at him, and she's like, you have to tell Steve what's happening. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, you do, but why does he feel guilty about it? I don't understand that. Like, because Did Steve not Steve didn't have anything to do with getting this hookup. I, I think he might have. I think like, he, I think he might have. At the end of the one episode I saw, it. he was like, I've sent all of your tapes to like every producer yeah, yeah. in town or whatever. Um, oh, okay, so that so maybe that's that's how. So they he got was probably in. helpful in that stepping stone. Yeah. Um, but then shouldn't Steve kind of go like, like David should totally tell Steve, but then shouldn't Steve go, oh, okay, well, you know, but you Steve's do what you got to do. Yeah. Steve's an idiot and he'll be like, well, I fucking made you and now this is how you treat me. But everybody's getting mad. Like everybody else is saying like, oh, you can't abandon Steve. Uh, uh, yeah. But like you fired him once before because he's a shitty manager. Yeah, but you didn't fire him because you were on your way to start. Also, there's only so much you can do because he's a high school student. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> seriously. I get it. I just think within the logic of the show, these idiot teenagers, they don't know what to do. No. <laughs> uh, all right. So then Andrea is telling uh, Brandon about, uh, oh, you know, I ran into your friend, that guy Jordan. Um, I wrote down Jordan here. Oh, uh, that guy Jordan. Yeah. Um. Uh, that he got a scholarship and she's like and I had a really good time with him he's so fun and fun to be with and everything so I don't know if they're setting up a relationship oh. between hmm. between her and Jordan oh. or if they're just trying to make Brandon jealous but he does not seem jealous at all right uh, so then we go back to Dylan and he tells Kelly's mom um, wait no he tells Kelly Dylan tells Kelly that mom left and that dad uh dad is like okay well you'll just have to wait to till your 21st birthday and then we'll get the money and everything will be good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then kelly approaches brenda in the hallway and brenda just totally brushes her off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we have a scene where uh 
Brandon wants to watch basketball, mm-hmm. and Dad's like, "You always want to watch basketball. You're obsessed with basketball, <laughs> and it worries me because you're fucking gambling. It worries me." And I'm like, "That's Are you a, a fan w- of basketball, Brandon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How much basketball do you watch, Brandon? <laughs> Don't you know my parents died in a basketball accident? <laughs> it's, it was a basketball fire. Um, <laughs> it's too much." So then uh, Dylan's mom is visiting Brenda uh, and gives her like this. Why? Because Dylan's mom really loved Brenda and like oh, brought yeah. her Remember something. all those episodes of them together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember how they just conveniently set up a relationship between them because this <laughs> stuff needed to happen uh-huh. in this episode? Yep. Uh, yeah. So then she goes, hey, visualize the best time times that you had with Dylan. And she does all this dumb hippie shit. And she's like, uh, you have to be, or you have to have a very clear head and meet your opponent halfway. It's like this sort of proverb thing that she says. Okay. That's sort of apropos of nothing. They just had to shoehorn it in there. Uh, so then Steve is telling Joey Tatas that uh, no one appreciates the manager, but how he's working hard behind the scenes. And then David comes in and tells Steve and goes like, yeah, Steve, um, this uh they're gonna sign me but they want you out of the picture and steve's like oh okay i guess we're just gonna have to find another another guy then yeah. i guess you can't take this deal Got her. yeah and dave's like no i'm going to you're fired again <laughs> and uh and steve's like look i've done some pathetic things in my life and i'm like yeah you have yeah eat <laughs> my like, own ramen yeah i've eaten my own hair david <laughs> but you're the lowest of the low I like I don't get like why he like uh, if you get signed like you're gonna have a like the whole point is to get like a manager like like it'd be like if your friend put you on an open mic and then you got somehow a year later a deal to have like an agent that like represents Hollywood people it's like that that's a logical step and yeah. the thing is you you take the David, good thing like yeah David even says. Well, look, like I'll I'll go get signed and get famous and everything, and then you can be my manager again. Yeah. And Steve goes, "Don't do me any favors." And I'm you like, were well, doing him favors, so he, why is it wrong? It, and, and also, What's like you just do, you, you want a favor to be not fired. Yeah, yeah, you never really did that much to begin with. So, like, fucking, don't look this gift horse in the mouth. Um. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. so. Then we go back and Brenda says hi to Kelly in the hallway. And Kelly's like, oh, are we talking again? And she's like, yeah, bye. And then she leaves. Ooh. Like, weird. Because she said hi, but then was a bitch. Yeah. But then I, all right. So then Dylan's mom uh, tells Jim, oh, yeah, because she's there to talk to Jim about the trust fund. Because mm-hmm. Jim, you know, Jim has to sign off on it, too. Yeah. And she says, well, look, Jim, I'm going to sign off on this thing because it's not because Dylan's pushing me away and I just want to have a relationship with Dylan so if he wants me to sign this thing I'll do it and then yeah. and then Jim looks kind of conflicted and then Brenda puts uh, she comes down and she has like a box of you know Dylan memories and she goes mom I want you to put this in the garage I was going to burn it but I want to keep them but don't ever let me look at it <laughs> I'm like alright is that personal growth I don't know uh, so then Brandon uh, shows up 
with in his car, and this uh, the stereo is super loud. And mom's like, "Oh, why is it so loud?" And he's like, "Cause I got a sweet CD changer in the back. Also, I got some brand new skis, and I bought perfume for mom and for Brenda." And and mom is like, "Oh, that's so nice." And Brenda's like, "Where did you get all this money?" And I'm like, "Mom did not care at all. Mom was so easily bought off with yeah. perfume." Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, we cut to Jim again, and he's upset that Iris... Oh, yeah, Dylan's mom's name is Iris. Uh-huh. Uh, she signed the papers, and she's like... Th- and Jim is like, throughout all of this, I feel like Dylan is like a son to me. Um, and uh, so I don't know if I'm going to sign. So we're, we don't know if Dad's going to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Dylan... Oh, yeah, so then uh, the last scene... Dylan and Dad are at Dylan's apartment or whatever, and Dylan's like, "Okay, good night, Dad. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to bed." And Dad's on the phone, and he's like, "Okay, can you close the door on your way out?" So he closes the door, and then Dylan's dad is like, to the guy on the other end of the phone, he's like, "Listen, I lied to my, I lied through my teeth to my son to get that money. Now you guys have to hold up your end of the bargain, or the deal is off." This is the Walsh dad. No. Okay. No, I was like, Dylan's what? dad. I was like, what a twist. Dilly dad. <laughs> yeah. D- Dilly dad. Yeah. Doing some dirty dealings. <laughs> boot dirty boot deals <laughs> and they're done Dilly dad. <laughs> they're done by Dilly's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, that was a boring episode. Yeah. Uh, really did sound pretty boring. Yeah. It's all this like money drama and yeah, whatever. It's all right. No, no, uh, no, no, um, closure on the Brandon gambling thing. No, they're, like they're, they're setting up the long con. On yeah, this. they're really that unfolding that so like they're they're being. When is he so going to get in over his it. head to where people are going to break his legs? I think that's the thing. Later. There's going to be one episode where like it's like, uh oh, Brandon finds out that gambling has a dark side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Great. Yeah, can't wait. Well, maybe that episode will be next week. Maybe when Greg watches the episode after that. Yeah. And then I go practice finding videos on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I Googled it. I, I YouTubed it when we were sitting here and I couldn't find it still. Uh, uh, yeah. s- season three, episode 20. I looked at that. <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, you dodged watching a really boring episode. Yeah. It is true. I didn't watch what it was. You saw the beginning. It's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Melrose. <laughs> Melrose, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you'd like more 90210 yeah Relay, you can follow us online at SYNWPC on both Facebook and Twitter. As I mentioned off the top of the episode, you can email us at info at modernsuperior.com, rate and review us on iTunes, tell all your friends about us in real life, or mention us in Reddit threads, mm-hmm. or go to Modern What was that Superior. guy's name on Reddit? It was the Aquaman same. Aquaman Rules yeah, or Aquaman it, Forever? It, it turned out it's the guy that I mentioned last week that uh, reviewed us on iTunes, the right. San- Sandlercaster. Oh, oh, yeah. so. Thanks, buddy. What a Good nice name, fellow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, hit up modernsuperior.com. You can find more episodes there featuring Casey Lyons on Let's Scare Matthew. Price to death. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a real good mm-hmm. podcast. That I haven't was, listened to it yet. It was a, uh, a real good time. Yeah, Athena yeah. listened to it today. She quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah it's that's good. very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, American yeah. Werewolf in London. Yeah, mm-hmm. can still nice get choice. some good discussion out of that. That's the best oh, yeah. movie in the fucking world. Yeah, it's a great ass movie. Yep. New episodes of Super Zero. Uh, new episode of Flight School and more. Go to modernspirit.com and check that out. Yep. And follow us on all those things that I said. And until next week. Goodbye, Internet. We will see you next Wednesday. Mom's at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. Mom's at the door. Another (laughs) episode in the shit bag.
<laughs> Mom's at the door, and I gotta go take a crap. <laughs> Gross. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.